0: ross happy trees everyone
1: who has not seen happy tree friends go on youtube now without your children in the room and watch happy tree friends
0: was that one of those adult swim shows
1: no i think it was an internet only thing but it was basically cute cuddly bunny rabbits and squirrels that like are grotesquely you know murdering each other and it was horrible but it was hilarious.
0: It was adorably hilarious. Adorably hilarious. Oh, well, it's Monday. Phil is back, and I am howdy howdy. It's just not the same without you, buddy.
1: Oh, I appreciate it. I uh, I re- uh, regret that I had couldn't have jumped in, but it was my anniversary and. Uh, Certain things take priority, you know, no offense to our (laughs) listeners.
0: I would have, I would have been there, but I didn't want to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, it is Monday night and it is Snakes and Stogies episode 158, which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. Check them out. It is 59. 59. Oof. Uh, Episode 159, which is brought to you by blackboxcages.com. I'll stop playing Royal Match for 30 seconds of my life. Um, Check them out. Facebook, Instagram, blackboxcages.com. Use the code THN at checkout. THN. Save yourself. Sorry. Hold on. Woo! Save yourself a little bit of money. Blackboxcages.com. And after you're doing, done doing that, you mosey on over Sorry, to P- PugetSoundPythons.com Puget Sound Pythons on Facebook and Instagram. Check them uh, out. Follow them on Morph Market. Yeah, Morph Market. Did you listen to the last episode, Phil?
1: I did. I thought it was good. I was actually, uh, I was, I was yelling at the I'm a radio. Very live guest. I can't. You're you're lagging a little bit, Ryan, but. You're there.
2: I'm now pairing my Bluetooth headphones because I'm lame.
0: Okay. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee.
1: But no, I listened to the last episode and I thought it was great. And I love Bill Bradley's, you know, insight and his thought processes. I loved it. Him and I share a lot in that regard. Um, I had I was screaming at the radio because I was All like, right. I, I want to answer these questions. I want to comment, you know. And uh, <laughs> uh, we'll have to do it again and uh i'm eager to see the evolution of it
0: so it was good there seems 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 like there's a a pretty big like there's two major camps with the whole morph market thing it's you're either you get it and you're down with it or you're kind of like unsure and kind of like just kind of like Bill, well, I you know, like yeah, Bill and, Bill was like a good, really good person to have there because Bill right. doesn't, you know, he explained it. He doesn't, he doesn't really use Morph Market that much. If he's wanting something, he's going and he's finding it specifically, you know. Yeah. So I felt well, kind of bad because he was just kind of like, I don't, this is really my, my jam. But he did have the input that we wouldn't have gotten from a ton of other people. So.
1: Yeah. And I think like I was saying. Me-
0: uh Oh, so it begins. Freeze and fill. Can you hear me, Ryan?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Seems like I may not have a, the best camera for live. So I don't know how that's going to
0: work. It's very okay. choppy on my end, but. You can do uh, audio only if you want. That's, that's no big deal. We leave that up to people.
2: It's a matter to me. If it'll help the bandwidth, you think?
0: Uh, it probably will. All right. Maybe that's why Phil struggles so much. Oh, shit. He's looking very disapprovingly down at you.
2: Sorry, Phil. Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a fun way to first meet Phil. Yeah. I'm, pause him
0: and then he magically pops up somewhere else. Look at that. We had two fills at the same time. Dude, if this is
1: going to be an indication of how tonight's going to be, I'm going to lose
0: my shit. It's all the water, man. All the water down there.
1: Dude, don't even get me started on the water. For anyone who is unaware, South Florida got a crap load of water, rain, in the past Something ridiculous,
0: like 26 inches and, like, Oh, more I mean, hours or something I'll something say
1: this feet and feet of water. Um, you, and there was there's no hurricane or nothing. I mean I don't even think I, we barely heard lightning and thunder. It was just lots and lots of rain and South Florida obviously is a swamp and we built it in a swamp, but we were kind of smart about it a little bit in the sense of we have a very intricate series of canals with levees and locks and we manage the water very, very well. However, I think somebody dropped the ball on Broward and Dade County because there was major flooding towards the coast and in the major urban areas. And I was talking to one buddy who, who works with uh, a lot of utility services. And he was saying the biggest problem in the urban areas is that the buildings never clean their drains. And it's supposed uh... to be like once a year. And now what happens is the buildings that had clean drains, they are fine, but it's like a, a, a downhill thing. So if the buildings on the top didn't clean their drains, but the buildings at the bottom did, it doesn't matter because all that water is just going to go get clogged up and clogged up and clogged up. So one of the biggest problems was not only did Fort Lauderdale International Airport basically turn to a lake, um, but Port Everglades had major flooding. So now none of the tankers carrying barrels of oil can get into Port Everglades and Port Miami because there's no there's no place to put the the stock. You know, There's no place to put the, the crates and the shipping, the freighter crates. And there's a major gas shortage in South Florida. So every single gas station is 50 to 80 cents more than it should be per gallon. And there's lines of cars wrapped, you know, a quarter mile down the road because yeah. everyone wants gas and they can't get it. So
0: it's, just it's a, wild. A perfect storm of stupid things. Yeah, to say the least. So,
1: but on a lighter note, uh, what are you smoking tonight?
0: Nicarustica Adobe.
1: Nice, the Adobe.
0: It's, I've been on a serious Nicarustica kick lately. They just, you have. It's such a good cigar for the price. I don't smoke nice. as expensive as I used to.
1: That's all right. Some of the best gems are, you know, under 10 bucks.
0: Well, just like wine... The price of a cigar has zero bearing on it if it's decent or not. That is true. Overall, are more are expensive cigars typically higher quality in terms of like construction and, you know, burn and things like that. I think it's safe to say the majority of them are, yeah. Flavor-wise though, I, there's there's plenty of 6 and 7 dollar cigars that I will take over a 25 dollar padrone. Any day of the week. So yeah, and I
1: mean, there are some really good twenty five dollar padrones, and there are some ones that you're like, meh.
0: Yeah, yeah, that Damasu, I think, is what it was. That one was god awful. It was a padrone. I smoked it. i I had. I don't even know if I finished it. It wasn't one of the expensive padrones. It was one of their like lower end lines. But my god, it was horrible. Yeah, flavor wise, just so bad. So, um.
1: Yeah, I haven't had I that one.
0: Yet. Not, yeah, not all of them are going to be uh great, and sometimes I guess they expect the name to kind of carry a product and
1: What's it the uh 1929 I think it is? 26 is that tw- 26. That's one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are phenomenal.
1: I mean, that's usually what 23, 24 bucks easy.
0: Um depending on where you get them. Yeah, okay. I think the the smaller size, which would be like a robusto equivalent, those are I still think those are like twenty bucks, and then sort of the toros are still twenty three or so. Okay, but as we've said before, if I'm getting into that price range, I'm probably going to be grabbing a Liga. Yeah, agreed. You know, agreed. every now and then I'll get a craving for like a Padron Maduro, like just because they have a really nice dark chocolatey Maduro. But I don't know. I just I gotta have like a particular craving for a Padron, you know. They're very, uh, it's one of the oldest families in cigars. And I mean, they, they're like, they're very good at what they do. I like how they do things because they stick to what they do well. Yeah. They don't oh, branch yeah. out. They're not like Rocky Patel or some of these other brands that have like a massive portfolio. Uh, you know, they do like natural and Maduro wrappers in their handful of lines. And like, that's it. Nothing fancy. Yeah. They don't, you know, they have their really higher end Anniversario, like little hammer stuff but they, they know what they do well and they, they stick to that. So that's really nice to see in cigars because a lot of companies try to like constantly put out something new and it's most of the time with the larger companies with huge portfolios like that sort of Drew Estate, I guess kind of being the exception. Uh, a lot of them for me fall, fall kind of flat and they're like, they're okay. Like instead of spending all the time and effort into making us like one cigar brand or line that's really, really good, they put a bunch of money into like five different ones and 10 different sizes. And yeah, I'm gonna very I'm little gonna, consistency.
1: I'm gonna piss off a lot of people and say that that's kind of how I feel about Davidoff in the sense yeah. that there are some good ones, but they got 400 friggin' brands of Davidoff and they all taste the same. That's fair, you know. Like I said, there's some good ones and I'm not totally crapping on them, but that is that's kind of my feeling on that when i see the when i go in the shop and it's literally an entire 20 or 30 foot wall with the white with the white plastic borders it's like Davidov, they all taste the same
0: yeah i've had a couple over the years and none of them were bad by any means but it was definitely one of those ones where it's like i'm looking at a robusto and that that robusto which is like the smaller size for people that aren't sort of hip to the lingety right uh and that that robusto is twenty dollars like yeah, I'm probably gonna go for something else. I'm gonna look yeah. for Warped. Like Warped is such for a good sure. brand and their prices are are very reasonable for the quality, like Romacraft, even though Romacraft keeps going up um in price, they're kind of getting to that point now where I think people are gonna sort of start jumping ship just because it's getting to like before it was a it was a like a, a completely on on par standard pricing sort of brand and each year I mean every company goes up pretty much every year but Roma's gone gone up a lot the last nine months and uh, it's getting to that point where it's like yeah, maybe I won't be grabbing the Pro um, Magnon yeah because it's getting up there but
2: you guys know a lot more about cigars than I do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You just got to, you just got to keep on smoking, man. They're good for uh, you.
2: That's what I read. That's what the that's better for the on the
1: vapes. Well, what's crazy is you mentioned robusto, and I'm smoking a robusto tonight. But I'm smoking a very special robusto. A client from my work recently got back from the largest island in the Caribbean that shall remain nameless, Jamaica. Um, <laughs> so I got. A Kohiba baiki. Oh. Yeah. And he gave me two. He it, he got one he it got one box. real. So and what's funny is this is one of the it's kind of like everyone asks, Well, how do you know if like a hundred dollar bill is real? Well, like you've got you know the the face within the face and the ghost and the little the the magnetic strip and blah blah. For anyone who ever wants to get a Kohiba bahiki. Uh, you'll notice there's the, the armor Indian head on there. And it's kind of got like a metallic Pokemon foil card look to it. Well, if you look at it at just the right angle, you'll see there's another head inside that one. See it?
0: And fun fact, there's yes. a certain number of those dots on the band.
1: Oh, really? Oh, see, I didn't know that one.
0: That's like, cool. The amount of money there is in counterfeit Cuban cigars is insane. Oh, yeah. And it's to the point to where Cohiba has to literally do stuff like that to be able yeah. to, to prove their legitimacy because anytime you go on like a cruise like people go to the Bahamas and stuff and they'll bring back I've had friends who have done it they brought me back a cigar and they're like oh it's supposed to be a Cuban and I just kind of laugh because like you, you probably just paid like 25 bucks for yeah. absolute garbage yeah. and then I'll light it up and I can tell pretty much right away that it's not that ain't real <laughs> right well that's floor this scraps one, bro.
1: this one's it smells legit it's very dry feeling, which to me screams Cuba. Um, it does say abana Cuba on it and then it has the the it's gonna, fo- be, gonna be rolled like shit yeah uh, Low, like 1, a nightmare. I mean it, it looks good. it looks good but it, it feels the dry crustiness that a tri- the typical Cuban does. but oh, I also like on this the, band
0: the crust of communism buddy. right
1: right. Well on this band it's got the um, that gold block that they use for like their coding or whatever, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty cool too. So I'm probably going to save this band just because I only got two of them and I've never had one before. So this will be my first time running.
0: Yeah. Cubans are good. So the problem is, is Cubans are notorious for being very inconsistent with rolls. So you'll get one key. It can be in the same box. So you get a box of Cubans, right? You'll have half that box smoke absolutely perfectly burns. Perfect. Flavors. Amazing. It's everything that Cuban should be. And then you're going to have another half that box where you're not going to get any pull out of it. Like it's going to be super tight. It might burn. Okay. Still, but I mean, the flavor will still be solid, but when it's a chore, it's not enjoyable anymore, but that one looks like it's pulling pretty, pretty well.
1: Yeah, yeah, Initial first draw was perfect. Fragrance is exactly how it should be, at least in my mind, with all with all the other Cohibas at a Habana, and uh, I'm excited.
0: They make like their tobacco is very good. It has a very unique flavor to it that that like real legitimate Cubans like that. You know, it's it's unmistakable. Yeah. If you smoke enough cigars, you you know you pick up on it, but. That was something we got a lot in the cigar shop was guys asking, you know, you got to Cubans. And my answer was always no. And unless you smoke a lot, the likelihood of you really noticing a difference in terms of the flavors. I mean, maybe if you smoked one, like if you smoked a lot of Nicaraguan cigars yeah. and then smoked a Cuban, then you'd probably notice a difference. But between Cuba, Dominican and Nicaragua... Uh, I think Cubans are a little more nuanced. They're much sort of softer flavor-wise, in my opinion, from what I've had. I always thought they had like a really strong, like honey note to them. Like if yeah, you retrohale and- it, it's it's got a lot of honey there.
1: I also I also feel like, especially with the a lot of the newer Cubans I've had, because I've had really old Cubans. I mean, by really old, I mean over ten years, less than twenty. Um, they they always have that dry crusty feel to them, and everyone's like goes to squeeze it, and it's like don't squeeze it. You're just gonna crack it. It's not meant like that, but there is a certain fragrance, and the the only way I can describe it is good Cuban tobacco. And I know a lot of the newer stuff I've had, um, uh, number fives from Cohiba, um, some of the uh, Romeo y Julieta's, and now I can't remember the the one with the red. What's the Cuban with the red band? Oh man, Henry's gonna kill me when I when I, he's that probably hollas? screaming it. That's not. Hollas. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's not La Hoya, is it? Anyway, a lot of them they have very very similar fragrances, and they've been putting in some Dominican seed. They've been yeah. putting in some some Panamanian stuff just to kind of keep because let's face it, communist country, the seeds not being germinated the way it should, you know. But this is actually holding up really well. I'm very excited about this.
0: Yeah, I think uh that definitely happens, you know, they get a bad year as far as certain certain plots cuz the government owns all the uh all the farms and everything, like the government controls it all. So yeah. I think when they do get those bad years, they do cut it, so to speak, with with other non-cuban stuff. So
1: Yeah, this is this is exquisite. This is awesome. Sorry to gloat,
0: kids. Chris has never had one. So next time I get my hands on one, I got to send it to him. Really? He's never had a Cuban. And some I mean, people may get them and just be like, eh, it's a cigar. <laughs> and that's fine. i like, they really are like, they are very good, but again, they're, they, they have this sort of mysticism that's been built up around them, that they're this like born sure. on, you know, godly tobacco that can't be touched by anything else. And personally, overall, I think the stuff that that Nicaragua puts out is is just as good, if not better. I mean, Dominican has really good stuff too. Um, I just like Nicaraguan tobacco just because it is stronger. It's much more. It's got more more chest hair, you know.
1: Yeah. But we're
0: here for tobacco. That's right, chest hair. Chest hair. If there's a man on the band with a big hairy chest, that's the one you're looking for. But this week, we're here. We're joined by Mr. Ryan Dumas. Hi,
1: fellas. What's up, Hello. man? Welcome to the show. Hello. Nice to meet you, man. Pleasure, man. You know, you and I have been Facebook friends for, like, multiple years, and I don't think we've ever actually chatted. <laughs> no, I don't think we have. I've listened
2: to you guys for a long time, so um, it's nice to actually uh, chat live. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. I turned my camera off because I I think it was... Uh, sucking up too much bandwidth and it was terrible uh, i never right. use
1: this thing live so i turned it off so hopefully you could not freeze uh, honestly man you're probably good it's it's my local internet this time of night everyone's on netflix and sucking up the uh, bandwidth on the xfinity so
0: everybody's watching bluey damn it <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> It is a good show. My my child watches it a lot. And of it's the fantastic. of the kid shows, I'm like, okay, this one I can actually tolerate if you watch it over and over and over and over and over again.
1: I have no oh. idea what you're talking
2: about. Bluey is fantastic. Come on. It's
0: a little Australian Shepherd family. Oh really? Yeah. Is it like Do you have Disney all... Plus? Look it up.
1: Yeah, I have Disney Plus. Watch I mean it. I feel weird watching child shows
0: cigarette in his mouth he's like what the hell is yeah this? yeah <laughs> i
2: think it depends
0: yeah. how you're watching it though. yeah um, yeah
2: if you're just enjoying the content i think you're safe
0: if you're in your yeah. boxers with a cigarette and a glass of scotch in your hand that might be a little weird but if you're just like let see what all the fuck is about then maybe yeah.
2: we'll go for
1: it yeah that's true that's true i remember there, there was this time uh, uh my my chick friend was harping on me about watching frozen and she's like, you have to watch it. It's the greatest Disney movie of all time. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I'm not watching fucking Frozen. Like, I'm a grown man. It's awkward. She's like, just watch it. It's funny. It's cute. There's 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 adult humor in it. And I'm like, all right. And I yeah. remember I remember putting that on. And like eight minutes in, I was like, I can't do this. This just feels, this is wrong. I well, can't do this. When you
0: have off. a child, guess what? You don't have a choice. Yeah, but that's you get fine. To, you get to learn all those songs. You learn yeah, to that, love it.
1: Yeah, but then you you can actually enjoy it in secrecy. If I say that I, I enjoy it, I'm a psycho.
0: It's Stockholm syndrome in its purest form. I guess no, no, no. I,
2: I'd watch them anyways. You see, you have to get through Frozen so you can truly enjoy Frozen too, Phil.
1: Oh God, oh Jesus, it's a lot deeper. Oh, is it?
0: It is deeper. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just an iceberg. Duly number one was just the tip. So. <laughs> oh man
1: that's a different channel oh (laughs) streaming
0: oh well Well, yes
1: tonight we are joined by the wonderful mr ryan demas thanks i'm glad you think i'm wonderful you are (laughs) you you and your pancake tortoises
2: they are the most um Disappearing ter- tortoises. I, I have. I don't even remember that I have them because all they do is hide.
1: Oh, what a shame! What a shame!
0: Is it because they just happen to blend in with all the other flat rocks? Like maybe they're sitting <laughs> right there.
1: Yeah, it's like predator. Amazing.
2: Like they're just like right there. Yeah, in front of just like, a little clicking noise. What the heck? No, they are. Um, I love them to death, and but they're out and then they're gone. Like if I walk into the room and they're eating. And they see me, they like freeze, like oh my gosh, he saw us. And uh <laughs> I'll go like open a tub and clean some clean some snakes, look over there and they're gone like thirty seconds later. They yeah, are Did you just... ever
0: get the urge to just pick one up and chuck it like a frisbee?
2: I haven't yet. Uh hopefully I don't get there. Jesus, Smitty.
0: I had just a thought. <laughs> I don't know. It was flat, like like disc golf. Golf uh, how Frisbee do you... golf, is that it?
2: Yeah, oh yeah, disc golf. You get upset part of the community if you to make sure it's it's a disc golf it's not a frisbee oh my god <laughs> they're gonna confirm my house down now <laughs> i feel like they i'm might, back in community college Ugh. i always called it frolf it was just more For fun all. and ridiculous. <laughs> For it's all a, it's a it. fun game that you do out in the middle of the woods somewhere like where they ha- where they happen to put up some teas and um and some holes so you play it's it's nothing crazy
0: so That's actually awesome. we had a cigar rep who's in the snakes and stogies group um he was a cigar rep for Aganorsa. I don't know if he still is or not, but he lives upstate in South Carolina, like Greenville. And I guess they have these these disc golf courses, like all, yep. everywhere up there. And he's like, dude, me and my friends just go and like, and I've seen videos of people doing it. It looks like fun. I feel like I'd be horrible at it. Worse than regular golf. And that's bad. <laughs> I, it looks like fun, but I also feel like I'm really I... frustrated with it.
1: I feel like if I went golfing for real, I would be atrocious and everyone that's playing behind me would be like, come on, man, what are you doing? I feel like the 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 froth <laughs> um, <laughs> would I could be a, really bad at it and everyone would still cheer me on.
0: Dude, some of the shots those people sink is insane. They're like wrapping around shots, like an acre of sink, ra- they're like wrapping around like an acre of trees and just like. I don't know how they. There's different weights to like the different discs and stuff depending. Oh, on yeah, what tree, like it's wild, dude. It's way more involved than I thought it was.
1: They, we should find someone who's really good at boomerang and like sneak them in. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <sighs> oh, I didn't mean I to uh, to denigrate a um, disc golf, but it is a lot of fun. Whether you're good at it or not, you're outdoors. It's not like a crazy manicured place like a golf course. Um nice. You're hearing birds chirp and stuff. It, you know, twenty years ago, I had a forty with me. And it was just a good time. <laughs> That's a
0: King That's Cobra. And some yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> Maybe 45, a 22 steel reserve, you know, just go out there and have some fun.
1: Jesus, a 22 steel reserve. <laughs> what has the show become boys? <laughs> I'm from the Midwest guys. I love it. <laughs> That's how I we roll. Uh, so, well,
0: you know what I found out recently? What's through that? Tim, through Tim Morris. Cause he just hatched out some pancakes. Did he really? Yeah. They 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 come out of the egg like folded in half.
1: Yep. That's crazy. They come I mean, out like little no tacos.
0: That. I swear to god. It was the wildest thing when <laughs> he sent me a picture. I was like I never thought about that at any point that a flat tortoise like that literally comes out. I mean I'm, I'm going to find the picture.
2: Yeah, please do. That's yeah, incredible. Look at the egg is oblong, right? Like a lot of tortoise eggs and they right. hatch out you think they would hatch out with a face pointing an end. And that's just not how they hatch out. Really? <laughs> They're like little butterflies, that's so cool, man. That's so they come cool. out and unfurl. Mine just yeah. started laying eggs, and it was a little earlier than I had anticipated, and they don't look fertile yet. But I have a pair, and it's nice that they're starting. So I'm I'm getting excited that I might actually be able to hatch
1: one. That's gonna be so cool, man. So cool.
0: What is what's the tricky part with those? Like, why do you, why is it so difficult to get eggs? Like, is it the hatching, like the incubation, or is it the actual like breeding and getting getting clutches?
2: As far as I know, it's the incubation. They have a natural diapause, oh. so I, I think there are ways to induce that, or ways to just wait it out. A lot of folks I know just wait it out. So it's mm-hmm. you know, two hundred day, two hundred fifty day incubation, and wow, wow, yeah. It I'm not like an species expert. On are, it.
0: Species are either super easy to get eggs out of, or they're super hard to incubate. Like well, either, it, yeah, the eggs are either the easy part or the breeding's the easy part, but it's never both.
2: There is, I don't know if you saw a paper I shared a long time ago about, it was a facultative um, ovovivipari, a bowsprit tortoise in South Africa, Mm -hmm. where they had a real hot summer. So this tortoise, I mean, they usually lay a few clutches of a few eggs, a couple inches deep, and I think they said it takes like 90 days for a typical incubation, but they would retain the eggs in their body until it was a few days from hatching. And then Mm -hmm. they would lay the eggs and they'd hatch. Very interesting.
1: So tortoises um, are just all kinds of jacked up. Very reminiscent of uh, Cerastes vipera, where the gestation time is your typical, what, two months, something like that, a month and a half, whatever. Then they lay the eggs. The eggs are almost translucent. And then they hatch like five, six days later.
2: That's awesome. uh, It reminds me of the the eye, the Saharan sand boas. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, oh yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And they hatch like three weeks later.
1: Yeah. And those are the ones with the eyes on top, right?
2: Yeah, well, they have the little and, and they have a little them. um they have that little uh weird tail. If you look at the very tip of their of their tail, they have it like comes to a little point almost, but not not like cobra points or anything.
1: Okay. It's just it's, it's just point.
2: very very short and stout. It is, yep. It and looks very much up. like a Kenyan
0: sand boa. Okay. But they're different. They're cool. Oh, wow. Look at that. That it's is like wild. Z- zoom in on this.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the egg looks I like it would be fine to be straight. Wow. Yeah, see, it hatches right out the side hatch.
0: Yeah, but that's the funniest part is they don't, they don't, they're not folded in half, like, Long ways, they're folded in half, like right, in yeah. right <laughs> the other direction. Yeah, they come out mild. as little armadillos.
1: That's okay. so cool.
0: Like, you would think that going this way would be easier.
2: Well, that's the way that most turtles and tortoises do hatch, <laughs> not like the pancake, they, they hatch the, the easier way.
0: Yeah, and then he said they're like those little sponge pills you put in the bathtub when you were a kid, you put them in water, <laughs> and they just fold back out, no problem.
1: Wow. That's awesome. That's so freaking cool.
0: And they're 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 round for a brief period and then they turn into pancakes. Oh, nope. so cool.
2: Have you guys ever been around pancake tortoises? No. I'll give you a, an insider tip yeah. or a nugget of it, nugget of information. It's not a tip. It's not going to help you. Uh, pancake tortoises have a very distinct smell. Oh, really? and it's not good. Really? Uh, no, I wish, right? Um, no, they smell kind of bad. Uh, if you're close enough to them. Everywhere I've worked, and include and that in, that's I think four different facilities and my pancakes at home all have the same type of smell. I thought I just had an old one, the first one, and um it just kind of crapped on itself all the time or something. Nope, that's just a, a scent they have. If, if someone knows anything about that, uh give me some information, but I found it funny that they have a very consistent, terrible smell as a species.
0: It's always been a a species as far as tortoises and stuff go that I, I, as a kid, that was one of the species that I really liked a lot and really wanted. And at that point, I don't think really anybody was doing anything with them. That's circa like early two thousands. Yeah. So now it's awesome to see that there's so many, I mean, just like rhino rats, you know, at one point there was, no one had them and then they slowly made their way into the, the private sector and people have really taken off with them. It seems. Yeah.
1: Do you know the lineage of your pair? Mine? One of them.
2: So I originally bought three uh, from Ken Howell and they were all F ones, but they all three turned into males. Really? So, yeah. So I traded a male for a female with David Miffson, who's up in Michigan. And, um, so I had 2.1 his, okay. so I think were F2. I don't know. I have to look back, but I, I have that lineage somewhere. And then the two males started just not getting along. So I ended up, I was like, do I get another female or do I, you know, source out this, this other male. So I got, mm-hmm. I got rid of that one male and kept just the pair. Cause I just did not have space to house two pairs of pancakes, which sounds funny. Cause they're tiny, but yeah, now I'm left with a pair. And, um, I think they have some pretty solid genetics, which is good because we're not getting pancakes in the country anymore. Yeah, and yeah. they've got put on CITES, and, you mm. know, prices went up, and we have what we have. So, yeah.
0: what's their range?
2: Shoot, Kenya, uh, I think is one of their prominent ones. In fact, I don't know if you follow Turtle Survival Alliance uh, at all, but they found a new uh, population of of these guys. They're critically endangered, IUCN. Mm-hmm. So it's, anything we find is good. And I can't remember the name of the actual.
1: I don't even know where I put my phone. Oh, look up this
2: gonna...
1: map. It's interesting because I know uh, I had friends that had them um, that were some were confiscations and some they bought from like zoo stock and like friends and zoos. And I know I, I never got to play with them or see them in person, but they said that theirs were Tanzanian localities. So I didn't say so I was going to think Tanzania yeah. was one of the countries they're from. Yeah. And Zambia. Wiki- Zambia.
0: Wikipedia says Tanzania, Kenya, and then a small population in northern Zambia. Okay.
1: Still super cool, man. Super cool. Um, do you give yours any vertical height to climb or no? A little bit. They
2: are incredibly good climbers. So yeah. I have an open top. Um, uh, tortoise table i guess so i i they're in a five by two by two wow i'm holding just a pair of them wow and i have a bunch of flagstone well i thought i was gonna have four or five like at yeah. least three and but i don't care it's they have plenty of room they've got uv and you know ha- just re- regular halogen lights, so they get that infrared a and b nice um so they they can climb up this stacked flagstone uh, but other than that I'm I don't put anything near the edges because it's open topped and they are such good climbers. I mean they were there was an article in an old um little booklet I found that showed they were chimney what is it called chimney climbing back in the 60s. Really? You know yeah so like putting their back against one yeah. edge and then scooting their feet up so that's crazy. They can get out of anything. They are the only turtle I know that climbs better than those guys is probably the big headed turtle, which seems oh, yeah. to be able to get out of
1: er- anything. Yeah. What's well, it's also I was going to ask is, do you find them wedging themselves in stuff or are they because they're in captivity? There's no predators. They just kind of hang out. No, they wedge. They wedge like crazy. Oh, really? Awesome. Yeah. I
2: get angry sometimes trying to get them out because I give them too good a place to hide. There, there are times <laughs> where I'm just like, all right, well, you're obviously fine. If yeah, I can't get yeah. you out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I've got
2: my like hand contorted at a weird angle. I'm like, get the hell out of here, you son of!
1: All right, <laughs> you're fine.
2: You're fine. Nice. That's awesome.
1: I mean, it's yeah. annoying, but
2: it's awesome. <laughs> well, they got like little angry old man faces too. I, there's there's nothing not to like about pancakes, even the smell and the fact that you never see them if you have them.
1: <laughs> you still love it. Yeah, man. They're 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 super cool. they have always been one of my favorite tortoises, and I don't know. I just. My mom's got some speck eye and uh and when i want to get like my turtle kick i go and I, I interact with hers but i just i know that i could not give them the the the, the due justice that they deserve you know what i mean especially a species mm-hmm. like that that is critically endangered and it is only in a few hands you know so
2: yeah those species need yeah. a lot of love you know, I'm a Kanyxis fan, and I love that your mom
1: has Kanyxis. Well, that was my segue. So <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know Smitty wanted to do some Kanyxis stuff. So, well, <laughs> about the,
0: the pancakes, as far as their physiology and their shape, is there anything that differs diet wise and natural history wise that is fairly far removed from, from other tortoises?
2: Uh, I guess it would depend on the tortoise, but uh, as far as a grassland tortoise goes, they I, I treat them very similarly. They have the option to always get super hot. I think I keep their basking around 120, 125. They can mm-hmm. always choose to leave it. There's two basking spots, so one can't <laughs> soak up all the heat. Right. And then I honestly, I'm heading into my favorite time of the year because I don't treat my yard and my neighbors don't treat their yard with pesticides or anything. And I've taught my daughter where... All the tortoise-safe plants are in the backyard. So this is a time of year where I pay her five dollars a week to give me a bucket of greens and uh, nice, <laughs> nice. And she feeds my pancake tortoises all summer. That's great. So, no, yeah, oh, it's awesome. I love it. I love being. it. I mean, we got hackberry trees, mulberry, um, plantain, broadleaf plantain, longleaf plant. I mean, I can go down like uh, the gum shrimp. But like all those things are out there and um she really is good at identifying it, she's got an appreciation for all that stuff. So that's and awesome. then I don't have to feed the tortoises.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great, man. I was actually is- gonna I was gonna ask is do you have you ever given them a grass to graze or are they really grazers or Are they more like nitpickers? Um they
2: I think they as far as I can tell, natural history-wise, they eat a lot of fibrous plants. Um, usually like the produce that I give them throughout the winter, it's just, it's rich and, yeah. and has a lot less fiber than weeds basically, or, or more sure. natural plants. So, uh, I think they just, tortoises are supposed to grow really, really slow. It, and that's my, that's what I've seen. And so I like to feed them it. I'll let them eat as much of this stuff as they want. I think tortoises, grassland grazing tortoises really want to eat. All they can, and they should mm-hmm. be able to eat as much as they want without the fear of of overdoing it, and they will overdo it if you feed them nothing but but like human grade produce sure, sure, so I think they prefer if you let them choose, they want like sweet potato, carrots, zucchini green leaf lettuce because it's good and it's it's rich and i think animals know that because you want to get that richness that's why tortoises will eat meat and protein Mm because they know a valuable resource when they see it but right um but i prefer to feed them as much natural or um you know unprocessed stuff as i can
0: yeah and i mean i'm sure a lot of grasses and stuff like you said you know they're higher in fiber and i'm sure the the caloric uh intake is probably a lot Lot lower on that kind of stuff than it would be with sweet potatoes and and stuff.
2: Well, their ability to absorb it is also heightened. With uh, I know Mm -hmm. if this is lame talk, but they have smooth guts and it travels pretty quickly through their guts. Most turtles and tortoises. So if you have roughage, this real tough cellulose is really Mm -hmm. it passes quickly. They never get to really absorb that much. Okay, Um,
0: that makes sense. Fiber helps
2: slow it down. um, But when you give them something that's Way, I mean, you know, like if you've ever seen broadleaf plantain or held a leaf of it, you know how much thicker and more fibrous it is than like a piece of romaine. So romaine's just easier for them to absorb. So they just get way more out of it at the same time. So it's obviously you with tortoises, the problem is, too, you can do a lot of damage early on Mm -hmm. and not really realize it, because I think what's the way someone phrases turtles and tortoises are too resilient for their own good. They can just yeah. handle anything. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Have you dabbled in protein, like doing ground turkey or anything like that, or no?
2: No. Um, my pancake tortoises probably hate me. They, um, they get very, very little fruit. Um, fruit can mess with the gut and kind of um, mess with the, the the biome that's in their gut. Sure. So I try it. So I don't do much of that. Um, now with box turtles and my conixis, yeah, I mean they get probably more protein than they do plant matter well no they do it's a it's a giant shift so nice
0: very cool do you have is like with pancakes do people still i don't know a whole lot about pyramiding but is that's is that just as much of a concern with pancakes as it is other stuff
2: yeah i think so um pyramiding and tortoise, any most uh, it's usually in tortoises because they don't shed their scutes typically it's so like an aquatic turtle. You know, they get out and bask and you can see their shells peeling because they shed their scoots as they grow. Yeah. Tortoises don't box turtles don't either, but I don't think you see that kind of pyramiding in box turtles. Uh, so in tortoises, I think there's a great article somewhere by uh, Mike Pingleton. I found it. Um, I can send it to you later if you're interested yeah. yeah. in nerding out, but it's a multifactorial thing where the way each scoot grows, if they don't have enough, if the tortoise isn't hydrated enough and if it's growing too fast, Um, it can alter the way their scoots grow. So uh, I try to make sure the tortoises are hydrated. Um, I don't try to keep humidity too high. I miss my pancake tortoises probably four or five days a week. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, just a quick, in the morning, for whatever reason, tortoises, you spray them down, they're like, let's go explore. And that's when they usually come out. Um, Do you think that's
1: a morning dew humidity
2: thing? I think for a lot of these grazing tortoises, um, they live in areas that are pretty arid. Right. Uh, And whether it just isn't that much. So they're just designed to like, Okay, it's raining. I need to go out and get a drink because I may not get a drink for a while. Sure, they go out and take advantage. They're kind of programmed to take advantage of resources when they're available.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd imagine there's my guess. I'd imagine there's a lot of parallels with those and like the gopher tortoises out west.
2: I wouldn't doubt it at all. No, I think when you're
0: like they'd be coming from very similar sort of climates. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm well that's what's awesome about pancakes as well they live on those copies right those little rocky outcrops like you would find them on pride rock and the lion king that's that's where you would see pancake tortoises right right Right. And then, i know now you'll you'll think about it hopefully when you watch lion king <laughs> yeah because uh
1: on disney Plus. it's okay it's okay to watch that one phil it is
2: okay i've watched yeah. all of them thank you very much <laughs> have you seen lion's guard though no i have not yeah How's so that? You're, you're, the, oh the lion guard justin it's a half-hour show where Kion, Simba's son, is now training, and he guards oh, the really? kingdom. So there's a whole slew of characters. Oh, and they get into hijinks. You know, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <but> we digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's so cool. So I would think that, um, but the rest of where they're at is like a dry savanna a lot of the time. So they, they just take use of that and... You're right. the The gophers would definitely take advantage of a lot of similar behaviors and yeah. and resources that that pancakes would.
0: God, I would love to see a gopher here. We don't have them here on the island, I don't think. But there, if if you go inland a little bit, there's there's a whole Hardyville, South Carolina, and that's like they have a a tortoise festival because they have that sort of that similar uh, habitat that you get like indigos in that really sandy mm-hmm. sort of yeah. sort of areas.
1: Sandy high elevation palmetto um, scrub. Yeah. Is it a good festival?
2: I've never been. All right, no, I'm just thinking it's know. not like a Sweetwater festival. Already. Oh no, no, not at
0: yeah, all. no, no, no. It's they're not like gassing them out <laughs> or anything like that, and eating them. Uh, you know,
2: who the hell would do that? Who doesn't like to, turtles? Turning them exactly. into like helmets
0: for the kids to wear while they skateboard. No, it's not a thing. But...
1: <laughs> well, what's funny <laughs> yeah, <it's> is <laughs> gross. We got a t- we got a ton of gophers down by me, but the um. Anytime I have Herper friends that are like in town or whatever, they're like, I really want to see a gopher tortoise." So I'm like, oh, go to this place and this place. And you never see them in the natural area. And I'm like, look, go to this road. There's a picnic area. Just, just go sit on a bench and give it like 10 minutes. And go then sure. Steve. They, he pops they, out every exactly. day
0: at three <laughs> o'clock. Exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you don't touch Steve, but let him he can touch you. <laughs>
0: I think P and Cody had at least one burrow on their property, but I don't ever. Oh, that's cool. I never saw the actual tortoise that it belonged to, but yeah, they've had a couple kind of here and there. It'd be pretty neat. It's very cool. I did see a box turtle though not that long ago, looking for coral snakes nice. right around the corner from yeah. my house. It was a little little box. I haven't seen a box turtle in a really long time, so that's great. I was sort of walking back and forth up the neighbor's driveway because they live in a little. Wooded area that they've actually designated as like an official wildlife. Um what's the word? Like management area? Central yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was looking for corals because the weather was good and they had just seen a coral on the property like hours earlier. Of course I didn't see any. It's but as I was as I was going back, <laughs> I happened to look down and like right next to my foot was a, a box just chilling there. And I was like, oh. Like, nice. up, he picked him up, looked at him. Of course, he boxed up and then I put it back down and it just stayed there. Like I waited for like 10 minutes to see if anything would happen. Didn't didn't even open up. Just sat there. It's <laughs> like, God, you're useless. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I've actually America's
1: turtle. I, I, you're right. I, I've actually had really good luck for whatever reason. I've got one box turtle spot that's like 45 minutes from my house. They don't, they I'm mean, I'm gonna jinx myself now to saying this, but they don't box up. They kind of do the, the 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 water turtle thing where they're like, "Oh God, I'm in the air," uh, uh, and like start wiggling their to arms. Fly. They try to fly. Yeah, exactly. So I've been spoiled. Is that a population
2: but... of Florida box turtles, Phil?
1: Yeah, like ba- Bowery? Yeah, I don't know if, if it's a if it's like a eastern integrate or something, or if it's a specifically Florida. But they're very very yellow in color. Um, and the, the area that they're at is super wet and always flooded, but it's only mm-hmm. flooded with say anywhere from two to three inches of water on average. Um, and we go in, I guess, late August, early September, and they just they just walk in the levee roads. There's, you'll find like twenty or thirty of them in a night. Or a, awesome. or a morning, I should say, morning. Those
2: are bowrid. They're really aquatic. I'm actually in really? two weeks. I'm heading. I'm heading down to Naples. A friend of mine down there is at Southwestern Florida State College. Cool. Hopefully, it's the Florida Southwest State. Uh, I've been working with him with the zoo to fund some research he's doing on basically all the turtles in Southwest Florida that aren't sea turtles. Okay. Uh, But one of my favorites are Bowrai and he's given me some some fun nuggets on those guys. He's found those things living in salt water. Really? He's found them underwater for a week. Underwater for a week? Yeah, the babies, they find these little ephemeral kind of areas of freshwater sure. and they'll and they just they're almost fully aquatic. Wow. Box That's these wild. Florida box turtles, especially, they are and box turtles in general are a lot more aquatic than we give them
1: credit for. Wow. Super cool. And then those ones that are I mean, I'm assuming it's in like Lee County, do you know? Oh, I, like- he, I do. I actually I was gifted a pair of locality bowrai that I'm raising up from Lee County. Awesome. So now, yours are um, they? Do they have more of like the reddish pink on the head and neck, or is it just almost all yellow with the the standard box turtle brownish gray? Now they are pure
2: um, bower. I'll see if I can send a couple photos.
1: Yeah, sh- shoot them over to, to Smitty guys. so we
2: can throw them up.
0: Yeah, I just I looked down and this is what I saw. It was that's awesome. That's great. it was that's a really a pretty one. Eastern box turtle. Yeah, I've and seen it's... we've had some here that are like safety cone orange like traffic cone orange just wild wild wow. colors and this one shell was in really good shape like this was a really healthy animal it's, it's funny how like it looks like a little german war helmet from like world <laughs> war one
2: yeah
0: it's hilarious how perfectly shaped it was like that
2: look how tough they are yeah that that thing's been gnawed on around the edges um yeah i'm surprised you that's found probably. one in south carolina they're they're dwindling and that's why you got a lot of new laws
0: yeah yeah like i said i don't see them very often but i think this was a male um sort of out and about looking around for for ladies or something but it's nice to know that they're on the island i've only seen a handful over the over the years but they you know they are here unfortunately justin do you know how to tell the difference
2: between male and female
0: Is it the eye color right
2: Males, yeah, that's definitely one of them. Males have an eastern box turtles. It's not always true, but it's mostly true. The males will have red eyes, orangish eyes. Uh, and the male's plastron's also very concave.
0: Yeah, this one wasn't very concave, but it was, it was. I don't know, it wasn't anything drastic. Because I picked it up and looked. Let me see, I'll bring back that.
2: I just sent you one quick photo of yep. a male and female that I have.
0: Yeah, those are cool.
2: Oh, wow. I can't keep woodland box turtles, or that's what we call eastern box turtles in Ohio because they're native and they're uh, a protected species. That's... But I... So I... I, My second favorite is the Florida box turtle, but now they're my favorite. Funny how that works. So these are the ones from Lee County? Those are not. I'm trying to find... Those are just a pair of my... Those are F3s. Okay, cool. I think uh, are F2 Florida box turtles. I'm trying to find the pick, you know, wow, that looks so running. different
1: than what I've got by me.
2: Oh yeah. Maybe it's that one on the right is spectacular in my, in my opinion. Um, a lot different than the rest of the ones I have. Most of the ones I have are like that one on the left. And with the floor, with the bow, eye, really um, there's no difference in eye shape or eye color but mm-hmm. the males have a blockier head. You can always almost see it there. And the males have a super long digit on their back leg. Cause you know how really? box turtles like to like ride the wave, right? They, I don't know <laughs> if you've <laughs> ever seen them copulate. They stick the <laughs> yeah. little back legs in, on, in between the carap- and the carapace and the plastron on the backside. Uh, and then they lock up and then he just lean; Then they just lean back. <laughs> They're funny little things. Well, I'm terrible at searching through my phone especially under the gun here but um my Lee County ones uh here here's an up close one that I'll send your way Justin it probably uh, what am I doing
0: have they done any studies as far as like what the the general territory is for like individual easterns like what kind of acreage they're they're sort of sticking to
2: they have, I don't know it off the top of my head, um, not all populations, but Eastern box turtles, because of their status, definitely have been looked at more than other other subspecies.
0: Well, I'm just wondering, was... if, if there's this one here and it's a male, it's looking around, like surely there's females around somewhere. I would, I would Yeah.
2: Probably, you know. Well, this is right around, the, you're a little south, so you're ahead of me with uh, with the warmth. So this is the time those males are out and out and about looking for females. They're wandering.
0: Yeah, I wish sure I got a kind of picture of that orange one that that I saw a couple of years ago because that was just unbelievable. So, so I actually that one
1: road I was telling you about with the head all the box turtles, mm-hmm. I found a female that was not doing so hot, and I went up taking her home and I kept her for a while. And uh this is her, and this is the typical color is and maybe it's just yours are like cleaner and prettier than than this one. But that was, we named her Allison. I don't know if Justin, if you can make it big screen for a second.
0: Patrick said about a square mile. So, but you so see pretty
1: how pretty lightly, <clears throat> excuse me, how light yellow, like the, even the darker areas. I mean, it's she's clean. Turtle. That carapace is
2: straight up Bow eye. I, that okay. looks Bow eye to me okay um could be a mix of other stuff i'm not familiar with the area down there um but that that carapace is definitely okay i'm i'm gonna stop looking for other pictures i'm sorry guys that's cool man that's cool <laughs> i'm just scrolling and scrolling you can't see me just getting frustrated that i can't find it on my phone
1: it's quite all right quite all right that's cool though <laughs> see now i need to see that lee county stuff man those things look awesome
2: i'll send you one i'll go snap a photo yeah. a little bit I'll, I'll send you one later um That's no biggie. They look kind of similar, so yeah. (laughs) But man, box turtles are fun. They're metal. They are metal turtles. They, I mean, I feed them like rodents, quail chicks, chicks, things like that. They love worms. Then I'll I'll offer them some stuff. They like a few veggies here and there. Maybe stick a carrot. They might bit on a little bit. Mushrooms they're supposed to eat, but they never do. Really. Um, But they really do not. They like a good like uh, if you ever use Rapashi gel foods. They like some mm-hmm. of the gel foods, um, but really they don't eat that much. I'll throw them some of my tortoise pellets every okay. now and then. They'll eat a little bit, but they are just they're protein eating machines.
1: Have you well, uh, f- tried the, berries? The first,
2: the, I have. You know, I got raspberries, and I was like, they'll love these. It's yeah. red, like that means like eat it. And yeah. they didn't touch them.
1: Really? Hmm. Yeah, that's wild, man.
2: I know. So I guess I don't know anything about Florida box turtles, <laughs> but the first year I put them outside because I, I try to put all my turtles outside for a little bit for whatever reason. Turtles and tortoises tend to benefit hugely from having some natural sun. Sure, um, they they all have UV, and where I keep them, but um,
0: can't replicate the, first, the sun.
2: You just you just can't. Well, one thing we never think about is lighting intensity. Sure, we give them UV, UV, but like when you're outside, like where you saw that box turtle, I mean, you're probably looking at Oh, 250,000, 250, yeah, 250,000 lumens.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And indoors. Yeah, and that
0: we, was later in the afternoon too. 1,800
2: was, lumen. So yeah, that was anyways. I think
0: six, almost just before seven o'clock because I was trying to aim to get out there and look around just before uh, sundown.
2: Yeah, so it's bright. It's just one of those things that yeah. I, I feel like we, our brains adjust to seeing them indoors. But anyways, I was putting them outside and- um I, I it was the second season i'm sorry because i built it it had overwintered i took them in and i went and put them out there and about three days later i go out there to check on them and uh they are devouring a baby bunny <laughs> oh man <laughs> i guess like a rabbit had her babies in there and they just massacred it it was wow. gross and amazing but it's like an austin Sanders. powers when,
0: the guy, when he runs the guy over with the the like the steamroller he yeah. Yeah, has <laughs> yeah. like more than yeah. enough time to get away but <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: savage i love it oh it
2: was uh-huh. still alive they were eating it alive i mean it, they were like zombies attacking a corpse it was
1: ridiculous
0: that's a really crappy way to go like there's a lot of bad ways to go
1: <sighs> well that
0: might, that's, that's why that my bunnies
1: breed there. like they do <laughs> yeah so our, our friend uh, harry Claiborne says his mom has a pair of golf coasts and he says that uh. he can confirm that they never box up so that's pretty cool. It's very interesting. I wonder if there's a correlation with uh,
2: um, dependence on on water because Gulf Coast box turtles are really aquatic
1: as well. Yeah, I wonder if they're just used to being. Being
0: able I don't to know. away.
1: Well, since they're we're good. on the since we're on the box turtle topic, and I know nothing about chelonians, what is with this? I don't know if it's Instagram or TikTok thing with the family that buries the box turtles in like four feet of dirt every year. Have you guys seen I this? I think I
0: think I have.
1: Um, and probably... they have, they have like turtle. It's like turtle dig up day, and it's like mom in the backyard with a shovel, excavating you know <laughs> three feet of topsoil. Yeah, I have seen
0: that. It's been a while, these I know alive box.
1: Yeah, like I thought that was crazy. Like we do it every winter. And I'm I've not sure. I haven't seen, it seen Glock, that one. Too,
0: and they dug it up a year later. Was that? I've seen people do what? that with a with a Glock. Like they'll bury a Glock and then oh. dig it up a year <laughs> later and it still shoots.
2: I thought you said a galop. And I was like, well, oh, no, I mean, we can,
0: yeah. God, dang, that's you bury them for
2: one reason only. Um, <laughs> no, a lot of those, tur- I'm, I'm, I'm only going to speculate cause I'm not, I haven't seen what you're talking about, but yeah. a lot of these the turtles, they hibernate um, for months, especially Eastern box turtles, Russian tortoises. Um, there's a guy in central Indiana, Matthew Hills that I've been getting to know a little bit. And uh, he hibernates Florida box turtles outdoors over the winter. Really? um yeah he does it just right he gets like it gets like a big pile of composting around it inside i don't know how it, i need to talk to him more i'm terrified i'm not gonna like these are yeah. from florida yeah. like it got we had a wind chill of negative 30 this winter um for cool. one day so but they they come out every year and they're fine so i'm i would assume that they are just giving them all the material they need to to hibernate through the winter months and that there's a time where it's like hey we need to check on them it's warming up and they're digging them out if it's not that then it could be something totally disgusting so i don't yeah, know yeah
1: it's it's honestly it, it's i don't want to say it's barbaric but it, they're not like in a in a an air chamber or anything they're literally yeah. bur- burying them alive it's pretty nuts like i'm just trying to figure out how they have air to breathe
2: well, turtles are crazy, man. There are, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with our classic painted turtles, um, yeah. but um, they can breathe anaerobically in the really? winter and, and they That's can cool. freeze absolutely solid. Really? And turtles are incredible survivors. Now, I don't know if box turtles can do that or whatever. Yeah. It would probably do that channel a great service to explain what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe, I say, uh, I maybe a touch of education. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I didn't dig
1: deeper, but uh, it was just hard <laughs> no, I mean, to see. Yeah.
2: But as a casual like reptile enthusiast scrolling through, and and you're not familiar with what's happening, then obviously they didn't tell enough. Yeah. Give enough info, right? Because yeah. that's weird. But no, I mean I would assume it's something like that. They slow down their metabolism. They can breathe almost nothing, um, with very little oxygen. And I'd be I wouldn't be surprised if some other turtle species can breathe anaerobically as well.
1: Super cool. All right, so le- we didn't. I feel like we messed this episode up because we were so excited to dive into everything, but we really didn't get any backstory about you, man. Do you want to give oh. us a, like a, a a taste or give the people that are <laughs> this far an hour into the show listening <laughs> a, a taste of like who you are and what, what you keep and everything else? Because I mean, obviously me and, me and Justin know, and I'm sure most of the people in the group chat are, are following you in some capacity, but
2: Phil, no one tunes into snakes and stogies to listen about me. They're here to listen to us talk about turtles. That's why people tune in to snakes and stogies. Yes, yes. Um, all right. So, I guess I'll give you the uh, the quick wrap up with me. Um, I wasn't uh, one of those kids who like. Well, I did love dinosaurs because I mean, who the hell doesn't love dinosaurs? Exactly, exactly. But I didn't always want to work with reptiles. Um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. It wasn't until I was 19 and in college that I was like, you know what? I would like to do this. I got a pet python. Why did I get a pet ball python? Royal Python. I'm sorry. It was classier. I got (laughs) a pet royal python because I watched the movie Road Trip. Really? And you know the whole scene with the Burmese python. Eat Eat the map, Mitch,
1: Mitch, eat him.
2: Unleash the fury. Unleash Um, the
1: fury. (laughs)
2: <laughs> so i that inspired me to get a, pi- a pet python i got a royal a burmese python was too big what um, did you kill a cheetah and, and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> boinked her um <laughs> sorry i know that i know that whole movie almost all the quotes so uh, it's classic one of my faves it's it is a classic um but yeah so i ended up getting a, a python and a ball python and i love that thing i love watch. named samson he's actually tattooed on my arm no nice. man yeah and um it led me to look into options like, can someone get paid to do this? So I interned at the Cincinnati Zoo and I was like, OK, you can. So I finished school and um, a couple internships and volunteerships. later, I ended up with my first full time job in, in Washington, D.C. And from there, I worked there for four years, went to the Bronx Zoo for a couple of years, which was an amazing experience. I um, awesome. worked at a couple of aquariums and ended up making my way back to Cincinnati. Uh, now I'm at the Cincinnati Zoo and uh, so all all uh, thoughts and, and messages are my own not the Cincinnati Zoo uh, in dit mars
0: awesome. we trust mm,
2: oh, <laughs> i love dit mars you if you have if you're into books read thrills of a Naturalist quest if you haven't very cool it's a collection of like some short stories that, where he paints an amazing picture of uh, to let people kind of know how good we have it now how difficult it was to to buy and raise and keep exotic snakes in like 1920 so <laughs> it was hard. Go down to the docks on the ship and pick up your shipment from Brazil. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. If anyone would even, yeah, no heat. Um, amazing book. Anyway. So I yeah. loved it. bars. That's the name do, of my phone.
1: Do you have, <laughs> uh, do you have the book uh, hunt for the largest Viper? I don't actually have that book. No. Oh, you got to get that book. That's a great I know, book.
2: I know. Especially I have if you're a, a Ditmar fan.
1: I've got, what's the name of the book? So it's that's not classic. that's not the video, Smitty. But that's I don't know This similar is
0: like them exhuming the bodies of <laughs> these turtles named Squirrel and Jellybean from three. Feet yeah, that's around. that's
1: that's them. them that's out. the turtles. But Looks that's like not the video I saw. turtles. Where are those from?
0: Look, they're like oh, thank God. Yeah. Thank God you've come.
1: The video I saw it may have been older, but it was looked like it was way. Oh deeper. my gosh! And it, the and it was like rich black mud that they were digging them out of.
0: Huh. They hose them off. Oh, and would you look at that! Cold. you know. Just there, you go. Yeah, that's it.
2: No,
1: no, that's,
0: that's a nice looking no, box. That's a little though. Eastern box
2: turtle. <laughs> there are some Eastern box turtles that are absolutely stunning. I love the variation in those things.
0: I like how they have the little like pet cemetery circle of rocks.
1: I know. You
0: know yeah, right? that's, that's a nice
1: touch. Oh my god! What if you?
0: What if they like the earth shifted like four feet to the left or right, and you're digging and digging and digging, and there ain't no turtles there? <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, I'm just...
0: I don't know, that's wild.
2: It would be an experience for the kids to dig them up and them not be okay. Yeah, right? Well, kids, let's talk about something new. Oh, yeah, exactly. Circle of life. This is
0: what a skeleton looks like. Oh my God. <laughs> they look like... Man, it's like that little girl they pulled out of the well in the 90s.
2: Yeah, right? Like, oh my God. She's thinking of what's going on in that turtle's head right yeah. now. It's like an old man just being like, Yeah! <laughs> Do you imagine, like, when they he buried him so mad? The turtles <laughs> yeah. just like, No, no, don't, wait, wait, don't wait. dump the dirt. Uh. Oh, it's like that Edgar Allan Poe story, you know, where they're bricking him up behind it. Like, What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, I don't know. There's a lot to digest there. Yeah, a lot to digest. <laughs> oh, God.
0: A lot to unearth.
1: Man. So all this crazy zoo action got your turtle 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 turtles and tortoises jesus um you're also a python guy and you have some pretty amazing morelia i think so
2: i like i think so yeah yeah i mainly focus on coastals in the xanthic gene
1: um which is funny you should funny you should mention that because after i don't mean to interrupt you but i actually have no you're several questions from the one and only billy hunt when i told him that you were coming on he's like dude you got to ask him about the and blah." so continue please
2: (laughs) oh yeah yeah um i it was uh when i finally came back to cincinnati i was like i think i'm gonna be here a while i'm gonna actually start getting back into keeping reptiles um and really put some emphasis on breeding and one thing that just stuck out to me was Uh, I wanted to work with a recessive gene for a number of reasons. One, um, they do hold their value. That's not the primary gene, but they technically hold their value, or they seem to. It's
0: satisfying long-term.
2: And it's more, yes. I wanted a project that would hold my interest for a long period of time, give me something to work towards. And, you know, it's been this long, and I still haven't reached my final goal. So (laughs) still working on it. Um and uh so I, I struck a deal with Eric Kohler and that's where I got my line of exanthic originating from. Eric's a great nice. guy. I love talking to him. Got to get still hasn't It's been a while to... since I've talked to him, but hilarious dude. If you... Yeah, salt of the earth, awesome human. Um really couldn't recommend him enough. Um but that's where my first exanthic came from. And originally I wanted to do I was going to do Carmel and Exanthic. Um kind of go for that fake ghost kind of look Um, but eventually I just really like the xanthic and I really started liking the red the red jeans so I'm really working towards um, creating a stripe of red xanthics nice Uh, a striped red xanthic project that's that's my main focus with coastals right now so I do have some tiger blood in there but I do have a line that's um, that doesn't have any tiger in it but it is striped so working with that um i do i keep a few other morelia as well um i have uh a nice pair of adult albino darwins awesome i think they are just they are gorgeous the pictures are doing no justice like
0: you see pictures and then you see one at a show in person and it's like oh okay yeah
2: yeah that's what happened i saw one in person i was like oh shit okay i need one and the female i have has almost her entire head is white nice which very cool but two years in a row i've struck out i've got 14 slugs last year and 12 this year so damn that's a gut punch but we'll see um i might give her this next year off just because i put her through a lot but then also i'm like well she's fine she's eating and um damn it i want to hatch out some albinos uh
0: yeah like darwins don't get enough they don't even like regular darwins like dan colgan has some and those things are unbelievable
1: yeah, they're man. beautiful Mine are buttholes um yeah it
0: sounds like that's pretty par for the course of Those. Though. see that's
1: crazy because i have one darwin and that is probably my friendliest carpet is it albino <laughs> no pet.
2: Uh, maybe maybe there's something to that maybe the albinos are just like yeah. i can't see crap what is this
1: well it's funny because i don't know B- bite first B- billy hunt ha- has an albino darwin that's a complete asshole <laughs> so yeah. maybe it is <laughs> mine are both dicks i i
2: I don't look forward to cleaning them out. I'm like, ah oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I love well, those guys. And then I have so uh, I'm uh me and David Kelly are working together. We're on a breeding loan. I have uh, a pair of rough scale pythons here. Nice. And um, I didn't see any copulation this year, but she had her prelay shed like I think twenty-eight days ago now. And she's got seven huge eggs in there. I can feel them. She's nice. a real nice, real nice animal. And I'm just hoping they're fertile and that she lays them for crying out loud. 28 yeah. days feels like forever. Usually, oh, when yeah. they go longer, I'm, I'm like, ah, nope, it's slugs.
0: It's another, another species that is just so awesome to see so many people being successful with them and then finally getting, getting out into more people's hands.
1: Yeah. And the story
0: behind it, it's just yeah.
1: it's, the fact that we have the whole story.
0: Like, yeah. that's so
2: cool and that they haven't bred themselves into obliteration. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know, they must yeah. be a really strong species and not a lot of deleterious genes hidden in there.
0: Yeah.
1: For but sure. I got yeah, that animal just think about to how
0: eat. how lucky we are with with that in rough scales and brettles mm-hmm. too, you know, that they're like the the genetic bottleneck has already sort of happened and what we have is fairly, you know, very stable.
2: Yeah. Yep. I just picked up a clutch of brettles because I I saw an opportunity to pick out Uh, a couple that i wanted so i just added bread lie nice uh mm mm-hmm so you you had them before right long time ago 2007 oh okay wow i i had to sell the small uh population of animals that i had when i took my first job and moved to dc Mm -hmm. and i had a beautiful pair a a very common looking male but Mm -hmm. i i love the classic examples and then i had a uh a stellar female it's on my facebook page somewhere one of my albums from 2007 unbelievable uh, i miss that animal to this day and uh, i don't know why it's taking me so long to get back but yeah i got a couple from a 2022s that i'm raising up and uh, several that need new homes wink and nice nice <laughs> <laughs> that i think that does it for the morelia though i, don't, I really, my collection's not that huge um i love carpet pythons Coastals are my favorite. Um, oh, I do have a pair of Rock Hamptons. I'm sorry. Nice, very. Cool. <laughs> uh, those, those might be. Those are worse than the Darwin's. Really? really? Those, yeah. I they they have they per they are they're originally produced by Eric Kohler too. I think they're 2013 animals, 2012 animals. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got them secondhand, um, but they are. I think they're brilliant. I absolutely love them. Mm-hmm. I always call them U.S. type, too, because I see, you know, I hit I naturalists and I see Rockhampton Coastals. They look like, nothing like the ones I have. I'm like, eh, this is what we call them. OK, yeah. this is our, these are U.S. Rockhamptons. Uh, but Has anybody done
0: thing. anything with with those and like Brisbane's for like tying in Exanthic stuff?
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rockhamptons were what uh, the Swedish line of Exanthic was bred into. Rockhamptons are okay. heavily influenced in the coastal Exanthic line. all xanthics
1: i think at this point all exanthics have rockhampton Hmm. really so i i got my my billy hunt questions if i may so he wanted to know um how long did it take to to really get the look that you're looking for i'll let him know when i get there (laughs) and then (laughs) um and then are you like actively trying to refine the exantic tiger, or is it just kind of be like a, a byproduct of, of the other exantic stuff you're doing? I'm actively working towards striped exantics. Uh, okay. I'm trying to,
2: I started with tigers and then I had some alternate routes and I had some non tiger blood. And okay. I started getting some, because coastals will produce some nice stripes on their own, sure, just sure. natural variation. So I'm yeah. isolating that stripe that kind of popped out from a pair of unstriped animals. Um, nice. And that, and so I'm really excited about that. Um, I have a striped female, red, a red striped female. That was a product of a uh, Kuroski Jag and an M pen red. Mm. Very cool. Mm. The, and I'm really in. So she just produced. Um, some more striped head, head Xanthic uh, reds that are looking really good and i'm really excited about the future for those awesome so i'll still i still want to work with my um with the tiger project as well but i'm far more focused on just trying to um i don't know work towards refining a line i think in 15 years or so it'd be nice to have something that that people could identify with with sure maybe i'm nowhere close um i'd like to think i am but i'm not but yeah but you got a hell of a foundation bro well, yeah, it's, it's taking like what's shit.
0: The, what's the sort of the Eight end years? goal with that? I mean, are you looking for like cleanliness in terms of the pattern? Or are you looking for certain lightness or darkness? Like what's the...
2: I'm looking for a stripe, but that also looks natural. I don't know if that makes sense okay. uh, to you guys. Yeah. Uh, but then having more of a gunmetal and black look to it with that sure. nice white belly. Just getting in Nah, it's not the same. <laughs> I like him. In- you know, I I'm not gonna crap on Inlands. I I I think they're beautiful. They're just not for me. I don't know what it is. Man, As had too. Those
0: ruffies, like I'm other than Condors, I don't and the the single Brettles, Um, you know, I I don't have much of a desire to get into carpets again, but I Inlands, I I do. The ruffies, you should. <laughs> ruffies, I definitely want to. I'm just they're out of my, they're out of my tax bracket right now. I'm just. I hear you.
2: Don't he you have does. a bunch of chondros? No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> there not... you go.
2: <laughs> I bought my roughy just because I wanted one. I had no plans to breed it. I bought one female from Dave D. I love that animal. Um, oh, and I, I, forgot I got to, he, to yeah, talking but... with Dave Kelly, and we were, he's like, I got this male. And I was like, Well, I got this female. Well, <laughs> well shoot.
0: Good. It'll be a play date.
2: Yeah. So we did. And I, so I've had his male here for a little over a year. Uh, I don't think they were ready last year, and then this hopefully year they were, but we'll see. Um, but I had not planned on it. That's just one of those animals I just like to look at. I like to hold. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully the reproductive process goes nice and smooth because uh, I'd be pretty pissed if anything happened to her.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed, bro. Fingers crossed. I can like get these damn nice to produce later this, you know, at the end of the year. Then I'll have, you know, hopefully be able to bankroll a, a rough scale or two.
2: I believe in you. You'll get there.
0: I don't. (laughs) Oh man. So now on the.
1: So sad. (laughs) I know. When he does that, I just skip over it. When he when he does that 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 self sadness, I just write over it. It's those lowered expectations, so that he can prepare himself for
2: sadness. That's true. And be surprised by happiness. We call how many corn
0: snakes you got to sell to get a damn rough scale.
1: We call it overtly Uh, pragmatic. well, on the, on the, your striped coastal stuff, it, are you focusing on more lateral stripes or are we just trying to go from like head to tail, like a complete tail stripe or what are some of the goals?
2: Uh, it's tough to say. Um, I, I'm, I'm not trying to look for anything. Like I think tigers are absolutely stunning. I've always, I mean, stripes on coastals, stripes on carpet pythons are always, uh, yeah. are always nice, but, Again, I'm not looking, I'm just looking for something that looks distinct. And I think I'm getting there. Almost like a, it sounds boring, I guess, but I like a nice looking stripe that's kind of broken and almost like a
1: puzzle piece stripe. A more natural stripe. It, yeah. Not, I don't know how to say it. Yeah. You're not looking for perfect racing mm-hmm. stripes. You know, it's something that's legit tiger bred to be a striped animal, but has the natural, long linear lines that are still attractive.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things I'll know it when I see it, um, sure. I think. And I, I, it feels so loose and to, to say it that way because I know there are a lot of folks who are like, actually, I'm looking for this fifth scale behind the head to have this shade of green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, man, those people are <laughs> are awesome. I don't know how, like, but I'm yeah. just, I love the way that red carpets look. I love the way that exanthic carpets look. And I want, I love the way that, at least so far, the hats look together yeah and i and i love stripes so i want to see this all come together until i see something that i'm like yes that's that is what i want and i think with the next once i grow up some of my holdbacks i i think i might have a shot at getting something that uh that i like sounds good man i love it so you know just another five years or so
1: holy
2: (laughs) hell look at that freaking snake my eyes wow Right, that's the female down the bottom. You see that bright white head and neck. Wow, and like, she's stunning. That's like retic white.
1: That's Home incredible. Watching himself get it on. Good for him.
0: Like Christian Bale <laughs> in American Psycho.
1: Dude, that that head is devoid of head pattern. Like isn't there's, it there's, great? There's a little bit of stamp like on the ocular, but dude, that head is amazing. It's just got a little bit a little bit of light highlighter marker on the head. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Yeah. Man, and honestly, I mean, like, I'm not an albino guy, but albino Darwin's are probably hands down my favorite of, of all the albinos out there. And dude, those animals are incredible. That's what I said, Phil. I wasn't,
2: I mean, I like albinos, but they didn't do it for me. They're not and, my cup uh, of tea I saw, saw that. A, yeah, I saw a pair in person. I was like, okay, I need those. Those have, yeah. to, those have to find their way to my house. So for sure. Uh, eventually found a way to make it happen.
0: That's so awesome. as far as holdbacks, though, with the, with the Coastals, that was something we were talking about on Cornstars. Well, it's been a while, but we were talking about in the little group chat, the Cornstars group chat we have, uh, you know, with line breeding and stuff and choosing holdbacks, you know, how many, if you're trying to stick with something long-term, like how many are you wanting to hold back per clutch to con- like, if you're uh-huh. really focused on a line, like do you have sort of a set number ratio that you, you want to stick with when you, when you do get some,
2: No, it's all because they're so variable. It all depends on what the outcome is of that, of that clutch. Once I see them come out, once I see them develop a little bit. Um, so for instance, in this case, I held back 2.1. I have the mom who is a head exanthic red stripe that, that I love. She's wicked. I guess there's a theme here. Maybe I'm just mean to my carpets, (laughs) but, but I have two stripe males, um, one is a, a regular stripe or a non-red, and the other one is a nice-looking red. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I have a home, I have a homozygous xanthic red female with a stripe who has been an, an asshole eater, and is driving me up a wall. So she's slow growing, but she's getting there. But okay. yeah, I, I held back two point one from that clutch, and if there were more stripes in there that I liked, I probably would have kept those too. Nice, um, yeah.
0: We were talking about, because Mutton was on NPR a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and he was talking about, you know, if you're doing, like, a line project like that, it would be in your best interest to hold on to as much stuff as possible until you can kind of get a better feel for, for the, sort of, the field in terms of what you got. Yeah, Because um, that's sort of been my, my problem with the, with the Ladies Island, like, locality corn stuff is I haven't held on to that much from the past two clutches. So, probably should have held on to more you know, Long term.
2: Well, I like Nick, and I think that's easy to say when you have the capacity to hold ten <laughs> thousand carpet <constant> pythons. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just hold back all these clutches, but yeah. I've only got so many space, so much space. So there, are, there are decisions that have to be made, um, both because of the time I have to offer these animals and um, recouping some some costs and helping to provide more resources sure. for the animals I do have. Sure. So
0: I was just being.
1: I
2: get it though.
0: I was like, oh, I'll keep a pair. That'll be fine. That'll be plenty. And then I'm like, I probably should have kept at least another pair. Eh,
2: keep a pair from each clutch each year. I usually, like, with any of the holdbacks, I either, it up.
0: I either hold on to a pair or I hold on to the most interesting pattern of the clutch Mm -hmm. maybe the ones that are abnormally dark or abnormally light like stuff that stands out but at the same time it's like if I have that and they're all females then it's like okay I'll pick out a male or two and hold on to them just in case you know so I'm just always curious sort of with with specific projects that are hyper focused on that kind of stuff like what is the the right hold back number
2: I don't think there's a right number I think that's different for everybody because it's so variable right like I said space results of the clutch having uh, there there's a few like the, um, I have one animal that I, that I have for sale right now that doesn't fit the criteria that I'm looking for, but it just, all the other ones have sold. It's the last one I have. And it just isn't, uh, I guess it's not getting the right kind of feedback or just not have the look folks are looking for the longer yeah. it's here, the more I'm like, all right, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it grows on you. And okay, well, maybe this is a different direction I can go then. All right, well, maybe you'll stay. And that that's happened before. Um, mm-hmm. so, the longer something's here, the longer I'm like, no, people don't see it. They don't see this guy. I'm keeping yeah. him. I'm keeping yeah. him. So who knows? That one may end up staying here. It's just got a funky pattern. Uh mm-hmm. nice and variable. Nothing, nothing stripy. Just a good looking animal. That's great.
0: Jason's that actually coastals from Billy that are really good looking. Those have been growing up real nice. Billy's got
2: <laughs> nice coastals. Come on. <laughs> he does. He's he does. got I don't think you're gonna get a bad pair. He
0: yeah, doesn't right? have any, he doesn't all of his animals are nice. Yeah, yeah. All his stuff. Well
1: well, I was gonna ask you talking about holding stuff back is especially with some of the uh, coastal stuff and some of the red stuff, are you waiting until you start to see more, I don't wanna say grown up colors or like adult adult coloration um, or are you just kind of making sure they're good and then seeing what's what in the beginning?
2: Well, the ones I held back, it was based solely on pattern, okay um, and the red, but combined. And as they grow this, if there were more, I would have held back more, but I'll see how they turn out. Like you said, cause you know, Morelia and you never really know. So yeah. we'll see how they turn out. And um, if I have one that doesn't seem to fit the bill, that one might eventually go out or it might be delegated to a side project. Like I said, I have two males that I held back. One is heavily red. The other one I think has red. Sometimes it's tough to tell if they're also yeah. het for example, because Exanthic, uh, I mean it's not a recessive gene; it's an incomplete dominant gene, so it's there could be su- it could be suppressing some of that red, depending on how much mm-hmm. of that that yeah. that gene is being expressed. So we'll see how it grows and see how they look together once they get a little bigger. But one may end up going somewhere else, and one may not. So we'll see how that goes. But nice, yeah, it's always tough. Um, I find it way easier to hold back animals that. I've thought about getting out of it because it is such a pain in the ass to look at how do you grade the, ju- the striping and the level of exanthic and, and all that jazz. Whereas like, I, I also keep, um, uh, Oka-Tee hunt club locality corns, uh, the yeah. corns. Oh, don't get me. I love those corn snakes. Um, I got a pair from Ralph mills a, long- a while ago. And then a couple of years ago, I got some from Howie himself. Um, and he sent me an absolute just bomb pair, and they're all beautiful. But this pair that I'm raising up is going to be spectacular. But what's so nice is, um, for the most part, like you're not going to be disappointed. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't need to be like, well, I think uh, I'm going to hold back this one for the pattern, and I'm going, I, I I'm probably not going to hold any back for a while. But I, again, all I'm saying is like, same with the Rockhamptons. It's Like most of them have a very similar look, there's nothing crazy about mm-hmm. them. Um, I don't have to like grade them like this is an A grade tiger and this is a B grade tiger, and this one, and um, because some of that gets tiring, and sure, um, so I there, that goes through my head easy a lot as well. Like it'd be nice just to not have different graded animals, but
1: yeah,
2: oh well, I'd add some, some flair,
1: it adds some fun, some dynamism, sure, sure. I mean, you're you're on the right path, man. Because I got a pair of Lee Abbotts, and Justin's got some some Okaties that he he caught, right? <laughs> yep, that's the way to do it, mm. man. That's right. You're right there, aren't you? How far is the club from the you?
0: Mecca, the, um, whole, the Holy
1: Land. Oh, like an hour?
0: Probably, no, not even like twenty or thirty minutes.
1: Oh, really?
2: Oh, wow. Gosh yeah that's I, I, we've all read snakes and snake hunting um, at least I hope that is Carl Caulfield is just the guy that did it I mean that's why I have the Okatee Hunt Club he paints such a freaking beautiful picture I know he regrets that book um, oh yeah I'm sure but but I'm glad he wrote it um, it's just he is so good at telling those stories and reminiscing and painting the picture of what it was like at the time um yeah, I mean, shit. Sherman Line could yeah. they they aren't they aren't going anywhere in my in my collection of animals.
0: It yeah. was wild to because the dragon traders talked about the the hunt club sort of briefly, and they mentioned that like it got to the point to where the people that I guess got that land after it was all said and done, like people kept coming to try and get corn snakes, and it sounds like they eventually had to like chase people off because it was essentially yeah turned into trespassing. Like, you yeah, ever get
2: tired of it? <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I, I don't know why there aren't more popular still. I mean, it's just... It's a, almost a muta- It's not a mutation, but it looks like it would have been one. It looks like you would have engineered it to look like that, but it's yeah. it's a locality you know what, specimen.
0: What's wild is the Spring Island stuff, which isn't that far from Oak Tee Hunt Club area. That, that stuff's even nicer. Really? In terms of the reds and stuff. In my no. opinion, the stuff that, that I've seen that comes from Spring Island is absolutely insane hmm. i'll have to hunt down some pictures yeah to. i'm gonna hit
2: up by naturalist uh, tonight while i'm laying in
1: bed like, yeah, it little sounds little... like we need to do an expedition
0: i I, 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 I got i got ins out there it's a it's a super private area so i can say that because i know that no one's gonna be able to get on there <laughs> easily without swimming to it um but i do want to get out there and look around I used to work out there. Like that was my first job. Was at the nature center out there, and uh, there's a ton. Like it's, there used to be a big hunting plantation type deal that was privately owned, and this guy, you know, they'd have big like dove hunts and things. And there's still not a ton of people live on it, but it's it's pretty much dedicated entirely to, to wildlife now at this point. And they got a really nice fox squirrel population out there, which is pretty neat. Very cool. Because those things are badass. Yeah, they are. But. Um,
2: Justin, where you're at in South Carolina, you don't have the eastern like black rat snakes, right?
0: No, we have yellows. You have
2: yellows and greenish, maybe or something. I
0: don't, I don't, I don't buy the whole greenish thing. I've never yellows. They're yellows that just happen to be more of a greenish color. Like I've never, we don't have black rats down here. Like they don't. They're. That's a shame. I've seen ranges where they're (laughs) saying that black rats are down here. There's no black rats down here. They're just yellows. That's it. We have black racers. That's the closest thing to a black rat that you're going to get.
2: See, I love rat snakes, too. Um, I keep a, I have a pair of Berkshire County, Massachusetts locality black rats. Wow. And they are when they, they are already pretty dark, and I can't wait to see how black they do get. Nice and dark with that white chin. But I love rat snakes because I feel like they are like analogous to carpet pythons in Australia. They sure. seem to occupy similar niches, and they just intrigue me. I, I think it's just such a nice American snake. Yeah,
0: man. Hell yeah! But you don't have any beards.
2: No, no, no. So I do have a
0: how <clears> awesome. <throat> all rat snakes are, but you ain't. got... They a, are. Hey, beards are
2: awesome. Uh, once I started getting into turtles, um, space became uh, a premium. Yeah, they take up. Like I said, I have a pair of pancakes in a five by two by two, open topped area. Same with my, um, with my box turtles, and then each of my homiana are kept in separate. They're all in four by two by twos. So they take up tons of space and it's not like you can stack them because uh, they're open topped um because I get yeah. worried about it being too moldy in there because I miss them I like to give them that so they mm-hmm. just take up all my freaking space
1: <clears throat> so, so you have you have homiana in two four by two by two how many do you have
2: I have uh just two point three
1: oh, okay still two point three homiana. That's well, 2.3 awesome.
2: and then three babies that I hatched last year that I'm raising up.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. I feel like yeah. Yeah, we forgot to talk about connexus. Jesus.
0: Time That's out. Awesome. I, have, I have photographic evidence of the Spring Islands that was just sent to me by Mr. Oh. Darrell Excellent. Excellent. I'm hosting and, and, and stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I want to keep talking about corn snakes, but uh, the group chat is actually begging for tobaccos and turtles. So, oh, let's do it. We'll, Whatever we'll the jump, group chat wants. Yeah, exactly. We'll have to, we we'll jump what, back into it. Bill Bradley wants, don't, don't, it, try wasn't, to church it,
0: it wasn't
1: just, it, it wasn't just Bill, it was several <laughs> people. Well, what would you like to know about Connexus besides that they're awesome? I mean, I know they're awesome. <clears throat> we we want to we hear about your ex- escapades and Connexus. Yeah. Well, what, it's, how, it's, how'd you get your homey so what happened really what got
2: me into Homiana is you know there's a certain point in Every Keepers um Whoa that is a that is a pretty I mean. corn that's all right blood red Wow
1: Whoo all right now dude that's Oreo Cryptophus. that is not a corn snake
0: <laughs> just ridiculous
1: Damn. Ridiculous. <laughs> it's very interesting because, it, like, for example, my Abbott Okates, I chose them specifically because of the high contrast black. And a lot of his animals have a lot of high contrast black. But those snakes, it almost looks like a reduction in black. I mean, the black is still rich and very sharp. Everywhere marker. at the
0: borders. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's very, very rich and very sharpie marker, but it's almost much it's much thinner than you'd expect. And I feel like there's a lack of black on the face, too super cool
0: yeah look at that, that animal toy, those tied into some castagna. oh my god
1: that's some radioactive katada
0: oof get me all hot and bothered
1: oof all right so sorry homiana
0: continue continue please
2: <laughs> homiana so there's a just a point where you know i love everything i work with but I was really looking for something to sink my teeth into that gave me more of a sense of accomplishment and sense of contribution. Sure. And um, I've always been, I don't have enough room to keep going with them, but I've always been attracted to species that are throwaway species uh, to use an unfortunate term. Yeah. Um, Things like Emerald Swifts, why they're not more popular. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I, these are tur- tortoises that are, are being imported in large numbers. Um, they are not doing well and acclimating well to human care. And I read that I was at the Turtle Survival Alliance Conference in 2018 in Fort Worth. And there was this poster about um, they were, um, what's the right word? Proposing the species to be listed as critically endangered. Wow. And I started learning a little more about it. I was like, okay. It's a smaller species. And I was looking for, I wanted to start working with more turtles and tortoises. And it's a smaller species. Um, and they're not horribly expensive. It's a species that needs help. No, there's very few people captively producing, more now than ever, but yeah. at the time, very few people. And it was just really kind of hit me in that moment that, all right, I want to work with this species. Um, so I started looking around and I didn't want to buy anything that was actually like, I didn't want to bring in wild caught animals. So I was really looking for either long-term captives or um, captive bread uh, because I wanted a healthy stock that I wasn't going to have to work too hard to establish really. Sure, sure. Uh, and it ended up leading me to um, I met Jeremy Thompson ex the Connexus Cooperative who's a hell of a dude yeah. um, yep. and I talked to him for a long time and then eventually pulled the trigger and brought in two animals awesome and and since then that was in 2018 or 19 and since then i've just been adding i worked with david miff said to bring in some animals and and i got a few on loan from some other folks and what's really great is i i don't i'm working with them i joined the Connexus working group Hell yeah. and what we're just trying to do is produce healthy animals and um you know, if someone wants to join the group and is part of this, and we have an and I produce an animal that I think would be a good fit for somebody else's animal, then like I'm not selling that animal. I'm going to make sure yeah. we work to preserve it. Uh, in fact, I, I've got a dra- I'm I'm tossing around the idea. I really want to maintain a stud book for animals we keep in you in, in the U.S. I think it's a it's a responsible thing to do if you can do it. I think it sends a good message, especially. Um, You know, with the blowback we get on reptile keeping from a lot of folks, I think showing Mm -hmm. not saying it's not responsible to not have one, but I think that it's a good step to just show that it's not all about profit and geez, with turtles and tortoises, it's really not for the most part, Uh, because you're not producing tons of animals and they take up lots of space and time. Your reward is just a lot different. Um, Sure. So that whole aspect is what really got me into it. Um, And I've loved having them they're they're a rewarding species to keep they can be shy but when they're not shy it makes it all worth it and then last year um it was my second year of getting eggs i finally hatched three animals um so i'm still getting my bearings there and i've gotten about 12 eggs this year so far 15 eggs i would say maybe half of them might be fertile but wow um just going through it this year and hopefully, hopefully i'll have some more success but they are analogous to box turtles in my opinion. I keep them almost the same way. Nice. They like it damp, they like it cool like in the it'll get down to 68 at night over the winter, 65 sometimes. As long as they can warm up during the day, they're fine, but not too hot. I think the basking I might give them is close to 85, 86. And they can it's on I have it on a randomized timer, so they get about 3 to 5 hours of basking per day, but every day is a little different. Kind of encourage them to move i don't yeah. want i don't want these guys to be too sedentary sure i don't really think that's great for a lot of turtles and tortoises so um i've just really enjoyed enjoyed keeping them they love worms I and mean, worms are like the easiest thing to feed out yeah. um in a pinch like uh when i go away like i i'll be going to florida to do some turtle work in a few weeks and um it makes it easier for my wife <laughs> to feed but yeah i don't know it's just they reached out to me at that conference um and then I've never been disappointed that I went down that road. They are awesome little turtles. The babies are sharp as hell. Their little sides yeah, are like little, ninja little razor blades. Yeah, and they maintain that through a certain age, and then it starts kind of uh, fading away. But I love how um, dynamic they are, how just different they are. That on that fifth vertebral scute, I mean, it's a ninety degree turn. It looks good. Yeah. It's
1: uh, awesome,
2: but it's it's crazy. And that they have a hinge on their back. I mean, that's what they're called hinge backs on their... You know, by their yeah. hind feet. It's a hinge where they close up their backside.
0: Bizarre and shape. I, for, oh, for a, they are. Period, you know? Just odd. Yeah.
2: The anterior portion of their carapace is just, like, super sloped. And it's deep. Like, when they can pull their whole head in and their arms, like, you're not getting that head out. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could go on and on. I, I think they're amazing <laughs> uh, tortoises. And, I, and it's... I've always loved keeping snakes. I, I appreciate the heck out of snakes, um, but tortoises gave me a lot more reward. Kind of filled some voids that I think I was missing, and and also it got the got the kids and the wife a little more involved. Yeah, it's a lot more fun for them to come down and hold a tortoise or miss the tortoise and feed. They dig up worms in the backyard, so they're getting integrated. And you know whether they grow up to be um, reptile enthusiasts, they better. But whether they do or not you know, at least I gave them an appreciation for it and involved them in it, so.
0: Oh, yeah. As far as worms go, though, the ones that you would get from, like, a bait store in the little blue cups, how do those do those compare to what you dig up? Like, Yeah, as it's far mostly as, what
2: I feed them when I feed as them worms. Far as,
0: yeah, like nutritional, you know, feeders. Like, if we look at earthworms, yep. like, we do roaches and other stuff.
2: So what we have mean? a nutritionist at the zoo and I feed the same brand, um, same company that we feed nightcrawlers out at the zoo. So I, I will feed those. I feel comfortable that someone else who is a lot smarter than me has done, done the background research there. Awesome. So Very. and the ones I dig up in the backyard are much smaller, and yeah. um, so, they, so the kids feed those to the box turtles and the baby box turtles and the baby hingebacks and stuff.
0: Dude, I've seen some monster ones here that I thought were straria at first; like they were so damn big. <laughs> wow. Which side note? Speaking of David Kelly, I want to do oh, a sturaria yeah, right. episode just because it, seeing his pictures of of the uh, you know the, the decays and that he was keeping and the setup and seeing like them hanging out on branches and stuff like that has really had me wanting to look at maybe having a couple area around just to It'd be very cool. They're everywhere here, like the exhibitum maculata. So the red belly, not necessarily the decay. Mm, I love the red bellies. We have those everywhere here. I haven't seen one in a while, but normally I almost always get a picture from my parents cause they're doing something in the, in the, you know, in the, Lawn or something, or the flower beds, and they end up finding some. And I'm, I'm very tempted because they're such cool little snakes, man. Just keep
2: one for a summer. Yeah. Let the kid hang out and go dig up worms for you. (laughs) Yeah. Let them do all the
1: work. You probably don't need heat. You mean? Yeah. Right. (laughs) You can even tell your wife. You could get like a flower pot. And just like put some cellophane around it. It'd be good. There you go. <laughs> Done. Done.
0: And I actually had an interesting thought when it comes to those, not to derail it from, from towards derail,
2: derail, not in Ohio though. So, oh, Ooh, too soon.
0: Near. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. That got, that got dark. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't see ring-necks here. Hardly ever. I think I've, I found one ringneck. On Ladies Island in the same area that that the corns and stuff come from, you know, five minutes up the street from my house. But I've seen a ton of sterraria. And so I have the sneaking suspicion that the reason you don't see many ringnecks, but you see a ton of steraria is that they're competing for the same space and resources. Probably. So if Wouldn't you see a ton of sterraria, you're probably not gonna see a ton of ringnecks. If you see a ton of ringnecks, you're probably not gonna see a ton of straria.
2: I'm inclined to believe you because I have no reason to think otherwise.
1: I would agree. I feel like that's very similar to, um, man, now I can't remember which queen snake species it is. Or maybe it's the Pinewood where down, not down, down for you guys, north for me, there's an area of, I want to say it might be Volusia County or in the South Daytona area towards the coast where it's almost completely endemic to that one group of snakes so like if you're finding pinewood snakes you won't find any crown snakes at all if if you're finding crown snakes you won't find any ringnecks at all you know what i mean
0: well that's interesting too because i found plenty of tor- uh tantilla
1: yeah but i feel like they're those i almost feel those like are a little more
0: i think those are more centipede centric ter- termite centipede eating yeah. yeah yeah i don't know just something i think about when I see yeah
2: it. no you're right you're right i have a spot close by where um it's a nice population of ringneck snakes never have i caught steraria there
0: man that one one ringneck that i did happen to come across like that was the first one i had seen in person of course jake's like dude i find them all the time they're awesome like seeing that belly because we had the yellow bellies mm-hmm. oh my god i was like i want to see more of these like it was just unbelievable how bright that yellow was um and Michael Gillen asked, "Could the corals uh, be feeding on the renix?" Yeah, I'm sure they are. But I also was just talking to Tony Mills, who I used to work for. Um, I got my pines from him, but um, we were talking about corals, and I noticed that here, just in my my neighborhood, there's a huge population of uh, eastern glass lizards. And I think oh, the cool. reason that we that my neighbors and there's like the reason there's so many coral sightings here in my my neighborhood there's a direct correlation between that and the Eastern glass lizard population, because I, those corals, I think go absolutely ham on those things. Um, and I'm sure the, the steraria and Tantilla and I'm sure garters, um, any of those smaller species, like, I think if you see a lot of that stuff, that's probably why there's, there's a pretty big spike in, in the coral population.
1: Well, see, I, I think that that's interesting because it was always to my knowledge that corals almost stay away from anything that's keeled and like the odds of finding a coral eating a ribbon or a a juvenile garter or even some of the nerodia species is very very slim just because of the abrasiveness of the snake
0: it's possible i don't see a ton of garters either Uh, i had one that was hanging out around my house last year uh told him to get a job kicked it out (laughs) uh, I just found, so I found that female that's been hanging out under one of the tin stacks um, like three weeks in a row and one of those weeks there was a small male with her. Um, nice. But those are like the first garters that I've kind of seen in a while too. Like that's a species I don't consistently see um, and I'm almost positive that female was gravid too because I've gone back every other day trying to find her because I wanted to catch her and have her drop that litter and then play around with some garters. But she's she's vacated that stack of tin Course, I'm sure something ate her, but yeah, you never know. We'll see. Yeah, and see, it, can, can, it's, are pretty cool.
1: Wait, yes, they are. <laughs> I was just saying, Billy Jenkins commented that he, he, so. Billy Jenkins is very far north of me, he's he's closer to Justin than, than he's closer to me. And he says that he sees more pine woods than he does ringnecks, and that could be part of what we were talking about of you know, certain genera occupying a it's particular. It's like gangs in New
0: York, man. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? You're either with the the plug uglies or the Bowery Boys. <laughs> Dead rabbits.
1: Uh, I don't
0: so think yeah, I've
2: seen that movie. Sorry, oh guys. Oh, it's
0: Come so on. good. Are you kidding oh,
1: me? You kidding? Do you know, me? know
2: how hard it is to find time to watch like a good, like, violent movie now.
0: Well, it's like
2: <laughs> it's subtitles in bed. At... Do you
0: have <laughs> Do you have Peacock? No. No, because it's on Peacock now, and I was going to say, clear out um, three hours of your day and sit down and watch it, because it's it's phenomenal. I need and, to. No, it, I watched
2: uh, High Fidelity last night again, because it's one of my oh, favorite that's movies. that's a good one. Nice. Yeah, it's it's one of my friggin- favorite forgot how awesome that movie was. such a good it's movie. A good one.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm just old. That's old, you, you know what you got to get is, uh, I got my fiance for Valentine's Day or Christmas or something. I got her the wireless head for the Bluetooth headphones for the TV. It is fantastic. Because they're noise canceling oh, yeah? and no one can hear what you're listening to. So we watch huh. God knows what action movies, explosions, and nobody's waking up in the house. That's nice. Yeah.
2: That would Look, be the day my kids are yelling and I'm just like, I don't hear it. Okay. <laughs> <that's> actually, Yeah. <laughs> we, you
1: tell the missus to keep one ear out.
2: <laughs> yeah. She won't be watching those anyways. That's just a me thing. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I watch the gore. That's fine.
1: Uh, what do we got? This black rat, what do we got?
2: Oh, that's a young it's about two year old um Berkshire County black rat.
1: Nice. This is the ones from Mass.
2: Yep. Awesome. Yep. So and actually the reason I ended up getting those my my dad's side of the family is from Berkshire's oh, cool. uh, in western mass. So it has a little sentimental feeling to it as well. See, right. that's why I need to get some um uh, some rats from my mom lives in Wilmington, North Carolina oh yeah they they have the yellow rats i guess you could say they're yellow rats right but they're gray they're like that nice silver gray with the two Mm -hmm. racing stripes down their back that's cool Uh, and i think chris's um dark horses got a pair that are might be gravid so i might just cheat and go through him but i'd also like to look into acquiring a founder stock yeah so that's what
1: what you do is you you go and you you find your own the first one you find then you get the captive bred opposite sex
2: Mm-hmm. That's
1: all I need to do. I just have that's to make good. it happen.
2: Sometimes driving 10 hours to go visit yeah, my mom. Lives well, I
0: need Wilmington. to visit
2: my mom anyways. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's an excuse
1: to go see mom. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Kasiki's right there in Wilmington.
1: Uh, does Kasiki have black, have, excuse me, uh, eleganensis, whatever you want to call it from the area?
0: Uh, I don't believe it does. Oh,
1: Mike, you're slacking.
0: But Sean wanted to touch on West Indies boas. Oh yeah, you do have those four eye.
2: I do have the Ford eye. Um, they've locked up two years in a row, three years in a row now, and I've gotten nothing. And um, yeah, I probably am not trying hard enough. I just love cayla in general, and I want. I had some uh, Puerto Rican boas for a while, but I just had, I just did not have space to grow them up. I knew mm-hmm. it. Um, and they were gifted to me from uh, Eric uh, Hernandez Chacon, so I ended up gifting them to Paul Mitzelfeld. Mitzelfeld. Mm-hmm. so he's got them now, and I love keeping those. They were they were not as nasty as others, but they they weren't polite. Uh, <laughs> but I love the Fordite. They are tiny. They are. I got them well established from Jeff Murray, who happens to know a thing or two. I think are those about, the Cubans. Uh, The Ford Eye are just Ford's boas. Okay. The the Cubans are massive.
0: Um,
2: Yeah. I'll send you a picture of them locked up. These things are 2016 animals, and they are probably 25 to 30 centimeters, maybe, snout to vent. Wow. Wow. Weight. I don't even know what their weight is. I haven't weighed them in a while. I start weighing them when I think they might be gravid so I can see the weight gain and. And whatnot, and, and make a guess, but I don't know. There's there's something that I just really dig, and but I didn't want anything too large. I like I love. I work with Jamaican boa at work. That thing is, oh. is fantastic.
0: <laughs> Jamaicans are they're a bucket list species, man. For me, like I gotta, I just yeah. I, even if I just have one, like that's just such a cool species, and the the story behind them, you know, and the mm-hmm. whole they're just gorgeous snakes too.
1: That's cool, man. That's very cool. And look at Ryan with all the naughty pictures of the snakes. <laughs> well, that's what I take pictures of, right? I'm not just like, oh, you're
2: beautiful. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that, but I took that picture because I don't think he's locked up. I think he's trying. Yeah. Um, so I took that photo because it was late and I was like, I'll look at, I'll leave them alone and I can look at this picture like a freak later and see if they're actually doing it. Uh, awesome. It's <laughs> a lot of times what happens is it he's locked like, or is human in. in. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, That's so crazy. I don't.
2: I don't think he, this one wasn't locked here. Uh, they're you know the, because did you know the did you know
1: localities on
2: these or no? I mean, they um, must be from Hispaniola, right? No, um, Haiti. I got it from Jeff Murray. I don't know where he got his from, but okay. they're they're only found. <clears throat> they're also called Haitian ground boas. So I think they're only found in Haiti, but I, other than that, I had no. There's no locality information that I'm aware of, okay. unless Jeff told me, and I don't know. But uh, they're unrelated because that. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeff. I would assume you are. But
0: I yeah, he, I know, I know a decent. Yeah, he's uh, of him. He's the he's the guy.
2: Yeah, him and Jay Wagner seem to have uh, a <clears throat> have Kyla marked down. So they do great work. They they are doing things like keeping at least Jeff. I didn't talk with Jay much, but Jeff. And it's been a while since I've talked to Jeff, but. Um, He keeps some lines separate, make sure he does his best to kind of keep the genetics strong, knowing that they're an island species um, with limited importation. I don't even think you can. I don't know, but they're not very big. They're really cool. I love them. When you bring them out in the sunshine, I mean, they glow like a rainbow boa. I mean, they're, they used to be right. You know, a until just recently. So Um, I don't know. That's a species I sometimes forget to share that I even have. I just (laughs) like. Them. And they've stopped gooing on me. So that's always good. That's good.
1: That's if very If you've cool.
2: ever held a Kylobathos at all, they just goo this. Like it's not a spray. It's just, they just, it just oozes hey, out. They leak. It They're is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 Like brake fluid, you know? Just. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think but Jeff like- and Jay just put out a book on all the West Indies stuff. He's got an awesome website. Very and, recently. Yeah.
2: R. Graham Reynolds, I think, was a primary author on that one. And it's, it's a comprehensive book of Bows of the West Indies. So one day I'll add it. But I've got a slew of books that I'm, yeah. I wanted to read and haven't yet. I have this thought of me sitting out back on the swinging chair and reading a book in the summer. And it just has never, ever happened. <laughs> I'll read like half a paragraph. I'm like, Dada! I'm like, oh, all right. What's up? Let me go take care of that. I meant a couple more years and you'll be good. <laughs> that's all right. I, the kids changed my life. They both my more than anything. That's, that's what I'm about. So awesome. um, snakes and stuff come second. So it's like, that's why I got into turtles, man. I, Oh, that's
0: Herm-line.
2: the first message I've seen there. Yeah. Hermline. I love my Hermline rats. Hermline rats. Was that they the Albinos
0: are, are, that you were doing? Yes. Mm,
2: yeah. So, uh, albinos i think they might be a hypo line i'm not really sure the story of them is fantastic a keeper at the cincinnati zoo that i interned with in 2001 that his name was herm and um that's why i coined this line of albinos herm lines uh they had i used to get everything from glades hurt back in the day if you were a zoo that's usually who you went through Yeah, for just common stuff and so they had ordered a pair of black rats that was said was collected somewhere along the east coast i'm guessing maryland and virginia that's where most of them came from so he got them in and bred them and two exactly two albinos came out of the clutch they were breeding them to feed the king cobra babies so he (laughs) so those got snagged went home and the founder pair that i have are babies from those animals so those my The male I have is a 2006 and the female has a 2009. And um, the male is this deep, deep red who's got bright blue eyes, or like these really blue eyes. And I don't know what's going on there. I bred them together, bred the offspring together, and I don't see anything crazy. So I think it just might be an isolated kick-ass individual. Wow. But, Super cool. Uh, let's see. I love them. I think they're great. Um, That's eventually it might just be down to like them, the Berkshire rats and the, um, and the corn snakes and the Oakatees that I end up with rat snake wise, but that's down the line. I also have Justin's favorite kind of rat snake too.
0: What?
1: We said he doesn't have beards, so it's gotta be rhinos. Oh no, it's thorn, thorn scrubs. Oh, thorns. Oh, 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 yeah.
0: (laughs) I forgot. I sent you those. (laughs)
2: <laughs> i have two pair um i'm starting to feel some follicles in them they've all had gone through their post-brumation shed they handled 39 degrees last year in hibernation i got a little worried but they were fine I Believe
0: it nice so
2: i'm hoping to produce some of those guys yeah, this it was, year
0: it's funny i got that clutch and i you know i sent them to ryan and he's like you bred these and i was like yeah like i mean she did fine he's like these are way smaller than mine
2: <laughs> yeah i was shocked i was, I was, like, like, I was like
0: "What?" She- she handled it like a champ like they were perfect eggs. Clutch was flawless. Like there was <laughs> wasn't a bad egg in the clutch. My male could eat her easily yeah, without I'd, a lump. Like Chris has told me how big they get, but not knowing, you know, because those were wild caught, not knowing how without any context to, yeah. to like the size yeah, of yeah. He's told me about. I was like, "No, eh, these are fine." Bredum did great and he's like, "These are tiny." I was like, "What?"
2: Many years ago, I had a pair of Janai, um, you know, the northern Mexican pines. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, everything said, wait till they're five years old. Well, the female I had, it was about three and a half. And I was putting her away and I felt some pretty hefty follicles. I was like, well, I'll put the male together then. She's old enough then let's give it a shot. And she had seven fully healthy eggs and I learned something new. It's probably safer to wait. Yeah. But I mean I, those, I she was nice and big and not were huge. Eggs, were
1: the eggs proper pitchovas size eggs or no? They were big eggs, yeah. Nice. Yeah.
2: It sounds like thorn scrubs have big eggs too.
0: Yeah, yeah. And no, big well, that's that's something that, that Chris and I have talked about a little bit because it's the same way, like desert stuff for some reason, at least maybe in that, that particular region. Um, smaller clutches, but bigger eggs. Cause that's the case with birds. you know, in comparison to something like corns that are, you know, they'll have more eggs, but they're a lot smaller. Like bairds eggs are a pretty decent size in comparison. The thorn scrub eggs were, were big, but again, smaller clutches. Um, so me and Chris subox too, you know, if there's some sort of correlation there as well, cause it's kind of odd that you would see it across species that are all coming from the same area. Like there must be something to it
1: yeah like know, resource py- availability or something yeah i mean you look at pyros and they have four or five eggs but if you line those eggs up it's the length of the mom you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: oh there's Man. the male that i have killer yeah i think i sent you another picture it has a better photo of his eyes mm-hmm. wow but it doesn't seem to be anything crazy <laughs> Um, That blue, I think he just has blue eyes. But one of the males that I've kept back and am raising up is starting to develop blue eyes. Huh. Um, But but I'm not sure. I don't know if that is any type of special mutation. I really just don't know. I'm not that well thought uh, well thought out when thinking of genetics like this. I'm like, I don't know. Breed them together, get some that look similar. Breed them together again. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm not too worried about it. These are again sentimental snakes. I think they are. I'm biased, but I think they are some of the best looking albino um eastern rats you're gonna find they have tons of um contrast and the babies yeah, especially of, like like glow. Saturation. that's unedited because i don't know how to edit photos so <laughs> that's outside on a cloudy day
0: the best it looks days.
1: fantastic yeah it's awesome
2: So that's a little bit of everything. I don't know if I have... Some. Oh, I just got some uh, fire firebelly toads because I absolutely love them. Nice. <laughs> that's cool. That was from David Kelly. I love those things. Do
0: you Very ever cool. do anything with bumblebees?
2: You have to be a little more specific. Like those... the
1: arthropod?
0: No.
2: <laughs> like dart frogs? Bumblebee toads.
0: Which ones are those? Oof. Where's the Google machine?
1: I think it's safe to say he does not work with them.
0: <laughs> I, or
1: if I all... do, I call him something else. Question yeah. answered. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know what you're talking no. about either. So fill us in, please. <laughs> These damn common names. Oh,
2: Meliphreniscus. Yep. Meliphreniscus. No, what I've never that? worked with them. I have. We had. Well. All right. These are walking toads, like right?
1: Fun.
2: They are walking toads, right? Are these guys I, that never I, hop? They just walk around? I think
0: so.
1: Those are yeah, the ones that have crazy cryptic colors like pink and blue and red.
0: No, you're, I know what you're thinking of. This is not them.
1: I actually did work with these, these a long like Argen- time ago.
0: Argentinian, if I'm not mistaken. Argentine is the better, the pr- proper pronunciation. I can't look up things uh. with my keyboard on here. I have to send it through my phone because my keyboard, I think, is dying.
2: I worked with something like them. I, I'm reading this and now in Josh's frogs, looking them up and um, there are, they are called yellow and black walking frogs as well. And we, I had some that we worked with in 2001 back at Cincinnati zoo. Cause Cincinnati zoo used to have maybe the best collection of amphibians. And like, it was, it was a world renowned collection. We had all the Uh, We still have japonicus like the big Japanese giant salamanders, which blows your mind, right? It's a 30, Thirty-five pound salamander. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but these I remember because they never hopped. They just walk. They just walk along. Like, <laughs> and it's kind of weird looking. It sounds uh, funny to be surprised at a little toad walking around. But that's just what they did. I really liked them.
0: Yeah, it's but super I, interesting species. They're they they're like native to like these sort of weird savanna type habitats. Like I said, I think Argentina is mainly where they're where they're from, but. As far as amphibians, which I've never been super big on except for dart frogs, like these have always been sort of on my radar.
2: Oh, amphibians are awesome. The only reason I don't have more is because we have a rule about live foods. You know, so I try to keep them to a minimum for everybody's sake. Uh, Fair but enough. If I was going to get another species of amphibian, it would be um, Phylomedusa savagii, those little Martian looking frogs. I don't know if you're familiar with them. They're like in the from the Chaco Desert little um they they kind of treat them like oh look at those those are those are awesome you treat them like reptiles you keep them dry real low humidity and you give them hot spots of like 90 90 degrees 100 degrees that they can go choose to be under and they're mm-hmm. really cool looking anyways i love amphibians definitely get into it probably got a few
1: down there phil yeah a good handful, and it's something that I never focused on just because they were always so prevalent, herping. But our friend Nipper Reed, who has yelled at me time and time again that I'm the age that I am and have not finished the Florida list, that I'm a piece of crap. So, uh, amphibians the are list next. is pretty big, <laughs> I know it's it's a hefty list. Well, I just started looking for um sirens with some friends going out at night. Oh, cool. So, we got uh, we got two of them, we got um, the greater. And we got the uh, two-toed and fuma. So I still have oh, sweet. three more amphibian. I, th- I have three more sirens left, and then we'll start working on toads and frogs and whatever else. Dude, I also, my- I found a population on iNaturalist that's about an hour from my house of eastern newts, which I thought was just didn't oh. exist in South Florida. So uh, the, apparently then the iNaturalist sightings, they're just red Fs too. They're, they're not bright red. They're kind of like a... Like a, like a
0: burnt orange
1: burnt orange yeah. yeah but uh that's i gotta get i gotta find both i gotta find the F and the newt. so that's the
2: first amphibian species i ever bred it's eastern really? red spotted newts yeah not that's all awesome. f's different populations some populations have bright red and orange some the yeah. f's are the exact same coloration as the adults really they're just yeah, they look like many adults but they don't go in the water that's um, crazy for whatever reason, you know, I was pretty decent at breeding those. But those, I love those little newts. They are awesome. They're Their implexus is hilarious. The male grabs her in a headlock with his back legs. You know, basically yeah. like with his grundle on her neck. And, well, that's not from a newt. but <laughs> Whoa. He'll turn his head back to her and look at her and then wave his tail in her face. That's hilarious. And then he'll <laughs> drop a spermatophore. And if he did it right, she'll pick it up and... Fertilize her eggs. Do her thing. That's awesome.
0: What are we looking at, Smitty? Yeah, we need some context. Guess, guess what that what that bite was from? Amphiuma. Scrub. Scrub? Amphiuma.
1: Oh, really? They're nasty. Uh, yeah. They, Dude, they can things bite. Things are that. gnarly. Oh my yeah. god. Yep.
0: Yeah. Those things are no joke.
1: Well, I actually I stumbled across uh, a southern toad spot by me that has some really oh. good sized southern toads and you just don't see them by me cuz everything is is cane toads it's just cane toads everywhere um so i'm thinking that the same area if it because there's no cane toads where that where those southern's are I'm, I'm hoping that they're spadefoots too because i haven't found a spadefoot in probably a decade
0: well, i've got and, a lot of spadefoots here
1: yeah and that's the thing is i want to i want to i'm starting my list fresh because in the in the past you know you, you took a cell phone picture oh it's cool but now i'm like making an actual list so i gotta i gotta refine the spade foot and just keep on trucking the amphibians
0: those are little you know, aliens too
1: what's cool about amphibians
2: phil is um so i i lead frog watches
1: oh do you know um, I, I partook out I here. partook in one from palm beach zoo
2: they are and i mean that that's if you want to collect the data in a very particular way and submit it, but learning frog calls and identifying the frogs by their calls is maybe I'm just a super nerd, but I found it incredibly fun and rewarding. So we go out like I do one every month, sometimes twice a month for the Herp society here. And we mm-hmm. go out and meet on zoo property. They have a huge farm out in different County. And um, I would uh, highly recommend that's easy to do. You can just roll up in your car, roll the window yeah. down, turn the car off and, I mean, you're not catching it, but you're identifying it. It's kind of like uh, you know that's bird true. watching.
1: And yeah, no one, yeah. no one's catching that bird. <laughs> well, see, that's my problem. Is I want to get like good close-up pictures and really, really herp them. You know, the uh, we, it's it's very interesting because we have so many wet areas by me that there's just amphibians everywhere, and uh, yes. I've got I've gotten mm-hmm. pretty good at like deciphering what's. Uh, florida green and uh, cuban tree frog and uh, i mean even like the the cane toads when they go crazy chorus it's the most bizarre thing you've ever heard because it's so high-pitched you expect this (laughs) big gnarly toad to be like this deep bellowing and no it's like the complete opposite it's like a dog whistle
2: (laughs) see that's cool i don't think i've ever heard um a cane toad call yeah. But you guys it, have tons of Eastern narrowmouth toes down there too.
0: And we they do. are oh, yeah. and yeah.
1: Hilarious. Screaming.
0: My parents <laughs> have a pool, and every oh, every nice. year, like there's so many narrow mouths in that skimmer box, it's ridiculous.
1: Oh yeah. Man, zoom it's in the on worst the worst call eyes. ever. I zoom can't. in on the you can't. Oh you can't because you're on the other thing. My
2: eyes are just brown, Phil. <laughs> Nothing special, <laughs> just your run of the mill eyes. Nice, thanks, pal. Thanks. No, that was a <laughs> all right. Like my compliments. Yeah, right, right. That was in Mississippi. We were—I was helping with some bridge surveys for turtles and uh, doing some green salamander work, and we found that guy. Very Only cool. one I've ever seen. Really?
0: So, yeah, we got a we got a ton of them here, man. There was one night we were recording, and I had one just like hopping in the garage, just come come in here and like stare at me.
1: That's cool. That's very cool. Need to yeah, look somewhere warmer. I we uh, when we were out in um was was it our Texas trips, Smitty? When we found that or no, it was Arizona. I think. It I, think Arizona. I think we, we saw one. Did we see a spade?
0: in Spade? I think so. Yeah.
1: Because I, I remember you the, saying the the lines,
0: like, "I've never, you know, I don't see these." Yeah,
1: yeah, the western variety Spade toads. It's, it's
0: crazy how like they're everywhere
1: and they're totally different looking super cool Mm -hmm.
0: i found some decent sized ones here i've seen some um females get bigger right than males yeah yeah i've seen some decent sized females
1: yeah the um the other thing too is uh trying to catch the rains to get some of the more jumpy more aquatic stuff crossing the road and like you you this year, so this this August into September, I plan on buying a bass net just for amphibians because I am tired of looking like a psychopath <laughs> trying to catch frogs on the road with my baseball hat.
0: <laughs> Another Florida method chasing the yeah, invisible fairy across the street. It, you know. Exactly,
1: exactly. And then the worst part is somebody who does wind up getting, you know, a sheep frog or a leopard, and then you bring it in the car. So you can really get a good look at it. And then the thing gets loose in the car and you're like, what the hell did we just do? Why are we doing this? <laughs> so <laughs> this year we're, we're, we're going with net all the way.
0: <laughs> um, you know what's, you know, what's going on this weekend.
1: What's going on this weekend.
0: I am going up to Athens to hang out with Chaz and some of the, the North Georgia guys. Excellent. We go herping up there. You know what yeah. they have up there that we don't have down here?
1: Red pygmies?
0: No, those well, two. they do. They do. <laughs> so <laughs> they've got those uh, Vehovis, the Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So I am blacklighting me some of those, and I am bringing some of them home. Hell yeah, man! <laughs> Hell what yeah. What is it? It's a uh, the southern devil scorpions. It's like the only oh. species of scorpion that we have native to South Carolina. They, we don't have them here on the coast, or at least not in like any large numbers. I've never seen any down here, but I've had people tell me we had them, but I think there's some that maybe Centroides species, not Gracilis, but Patatus maybe or something that has somehow found its way, I think up here, but regardless they're all the, you know, they're everywhere like upstate. So I am planning on, on snagging me some, that is a species I've wanted forever, but no one ever sells them because they're really not all that sexy or appealing. Um, And Casey has told me for years that he would catch and send me some, but he has never actually done that. So (laughs) I'm going up there and I'm blacklighting and I am I'm finding me some and I am more excited about that probably than actual whatever herbs we might find. Yes, that's that's that's
1: definitely on my my bug list, too. It's because it's so crazy that you have one genera that is all over the southwest. You know what I mean? And then you get to. You get to like that Trans Pecos range in Texas and it just stops, like New Mexico border, it mm-hmm. just stops. And then there's nothing until South Carolina.
0: Yeah, crazy range. And it could be one of those things where taxonomically they were like, yeah, this kind of fits. Let's just <laughs> throw, throw yeah. it in there. You know, why not? Yeah. Very cool. I'm very, very cool. excited about that. And yeah, we should did-
1: do lots of luck. You gotta tell me when you go, so I can give you the red, the red big me spots, and you can find us some.
0: I mean, I, I'm not gonna be able to keep any of them because the boss won't let me. So, I, like, I'm not gonna put that much effort into into that. All right, we'll talk over. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even mentioned that I'm bringing home scorpions. Oh, so. look, it, the scorpions you had in the past were way worse. So, oh yeah, so yeah, no, no for on. sure. Yeah, I also I was I kept a sort of a shroud of of mystery around that information as well. So,
1: ah, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough.
0: <laughs> so was totally like sending you sending you a housewarming present, or was it a wedding?
1: I think wedding. it was housewarming because you yeah. just moved. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a freaking uh. Andronus and a like a, a homicidal gracilis that I guess wanted to eat everything you put in with it.
2: That's so. what they do, baby. Justin. I can't think of a better Earth Day gift than a red pygmy.
1: That is very true.
0: It is an Earth. It's like an Earth Day trip. So yeah, it Jake's is. supposed to come up too, but I think Jake's gonna come up on Saturday. I'm going up there Friday. I'm taking off work and I'm I'm jetting up there. So
1: very cool. Very cool. Yeah, that will be good, and and you'll find your uh, your uh, decays.
0: I don't, dude. We have so many, so much variation in those here too. Like we have. I've seen some some of the Red Bellies are like this really nice slate gray color, almost like a gunmetal, and then there's some that are like tan, and then I've found a couple that were more of an orangish, all in the same property, and I really like the, the slate gray-looking ones, so I, if I can find some of those, I think that's what I'd go for.
2: Very cool. I really hope you get those and uh, do some work with those. I love seeing those underappreciated species worked with a little more. Mm-hmm. If yeah, I man, could, man. I'd, I'd bring in some kirtland snakes in a heartbeat. I think they're just some of the most beautiful snakes you're going to see. But yeah, isn't that uh, Loafman's favorite? Doesn't he? not he have a handful of them? Maybe. I think so. I'm not sure. He's got so much stuff. I don't know. Yeah, no, I know.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> he probably does. <laughs> the um, we we're just talking about fossorial stuff now. I lost my train of thought. Damn. Derailed. Derailed. We're good at that. But yeah, that triple be- V. Oh, I remember now. So in any of your Florida expeditions, Ryan, have you come across the pine tree frog? No. I have
2: actually not okay. done much herping in Florida. Okay. Um, my I've been to Disney a couple times with the family, which the kids love, so I love it. Yeah um and uh my dad lives in Tampa so I visit him a couple of times but what usually I'm spending time with family so this I got some turtle work coming up hopefully I'll actually get to do a little, little actual cool. herping while I'm out there but no I unfortunately I have not done much uh
1: exploring herpetologically yeah man that's uh of all the amphibians in Florida I think that's like the one that I want to find the most and They're super protected and very isolated, and I have some friends in like the Gainesville area that say they have some spots. I just I gotta take the time to go up and look for them, you know. But dude, that's just I feel like it's I I think it's the the coolest tree frog on the east coast of the U.S. Just I don't know man, barking
0: barking tree frogs are pretty dope.
1: Yeah, barking. I mean, my first barking tree frogs ever found coincidentally was at Disney World. So I love love (laughs) yeah. Oh man. See, yeah. if you want to get into tree frogs, uh, are you
2: guys familiar with the bird voice tree frog?
1: Yeah, so freaking, cool. so freaking
2: cool, unbelievable. I wish I had them this far up, but they sound like freaking birds.
1: It's not a, just a clever yeah. name, it's uh, well, I got on the Hyla kick when uh, we went to Arizona with the NPR guys, and Dustin Gron took us out to this one canyon ridge at night. And we're driving these like super steep Canyon roads. That's clearly an, an ancient river that's just carved out this small gorge. And I mean, small, I mean, probably, I don't know, maybe 200 feet from top to bottom. And we stopped at this one um, uh, cut to shine up the rock wall. And Dustin found a Canyon tree frog. And yeah. I had, I had never seen this before. And like, it just looked like a pebble on the wall and he picks it up and it, so we start holding it and it like emerged like, you know how the red eye tree frogs in the pet shop, mm-hmm. they're all sleeping and clothes and you touch them, their eyes open. Dude, this frog did the same thing and it was the exact same texture and color of the rock wall that it was on. And we temp gun the wall and the wall was like 96 degrees Fahrenheit. And Dang. that frog was just chilling. And Dustin was saying how you'll, he'll find them active in, the middle of the day hottest part of the day not having seen water for weeks if not months on end and they just they just live in the desert there's desert tree frog it's crazy that is so cool yeah man did you see any of the uh sonoran desert toads while you were out there too well we found one toad it was not the sonoran um those things are the big big ones oh you're talking about the colorado Colorado river 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 toad, toad yeah no no we weren't uh we weren't in the right range for them um but we did find one toad that was super red. It kind of looked like it was very bufo in appearance and general shape and, and aesthetics. But the eyes were super trippy, and it was very, very dark red. And I can't for the life of me remember. I'll have to look it up and, and message you. Um, did it have red spots on it? I think it did, yeah. There's red spot toads out there. I think, I think that name sounds familiar. It was probably a red spot toad. Um, I would go digging through photos, but I'm not even going down that rabbit hole um yeah, cool. it, those red are, spots sounds super familiar. crazy cool looking fraud or kids t- yeah. T- yeah we had just uh we were coming down off this one mountain highway and uh we had just found a uh a, a, for lack of a better word high altitude um uh, melosis and oh, cool. it had just got hit by a car and we were like oh man let's you know get it off the road and as we're like putting the car in drive to like ease our way down this hill this Boulder jumps on the road. Was like that's not a rock. It just jumped. (laughs) So it was that red spot. So
2: oh, that's very very cool.
1: cool. Very cool. I was
2: fortunate to see one of those when I was out in Tucson. We were I was out there for a a turtle conference. What else? Mm -hmm. And um, we went out and we saw the Colorado River toads, those red spotted toads, as well as uh, Canyon. We heard
1: Canyon tree frogs. I didn't actually get to see one, but yeah, dude, I'll tell you if if Dustin didn't. Like show us what to look for. I would have never seen that animal. It was shoot. It was, maybe I
2: did see it. Didn't you, know it. You probably yeah. Once you probably I- did.
1: <laughs> it was literally it blended flawlessly with the rock wall. Crazy. And it, uh. it, I think the way that he found it was that everything is very broken angles, right? Very anti linear. Mm-hmm. And but when there is patches of 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 rock, it's very smooth. And then there's just this one nugget stuck on it. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but it was cool. We 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 plucked them off the wall and kind of passed them around a little bit and let him get a smell for human. And uh, it first time I had not had an amphibian pee on me, and oh, obviously wow. it's because it's reserving that water. You know, at least that's what we thought. And uh, <laughs> we had a um, I don't know if it was like a solo cup or something, but we had a little basin and we poured some uh, canteen water in it and like let him sit in there and he was just like oh my god thank you so much <laughs> i haven't had water in weeks you know what a turn of events for that frog exactly i mean oh, I, man, love- predated shit. I thought it looked like that wall <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh wait they're giving me life juice for the next six weeks <laughs> he's gonna be telling all his frog buddies guys you would not believe this yeah these giant hairless monkeys pick me up and Sorry. then i got hydrated <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh uh, i'm anthropomorphizing too much yeah, but that's half the fun of it.
1: It is. It is.
2: <laughs> All my animals talk. Yeah, right. Have, my... Do you guys talk to your
1: animals when you're working with them? Of course. Oh, good. I, Ew, it's, it's usually
0: like, cut it out, asshole.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. My famous one is, what are you fucking nuts? What are you doing? <laughs> Just <laughs> snakes taking leaps of faith. <laughs> Dude, why the water bowl? It's a. <laughs> Or my I can't personal even spot
2: clean today. I gotta wash your stupid bowl.
1: <laughs> Anybody who's kept dry mark on always has the same quote. Oh god, not again. <laughs> gosh. Oh. I had a Madagascan tree trebo
2: that thought it was a dry mark on. Oh, really? <laughs> I was like, I love this species. I'm gonna get one. And I eventually acquired one, and all it did was paint its just finger space with, u- with urates and shit everywhere. I was like, this sucks. You are beautiful, but to me, you are not worth this. Yeah, I can imagine. Can't you be like a carpet python and just pooping a turd? Yeah, just right over here. It's easy to clean yeah. up. Never smells. Why do carpet python turds never smell? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's honestly a good good question because that's all 100% other snakes smells. Yeah. Oh well, boys, we're at two, I, I two was, hours and twenty minutes. <laughs> I was
0: mistaken. It is. It isn't. It was not Vitatis that I thought that we had here. That's too far out west. It was Hensai. Hensai. Yes, yes.
1: Well, no. Centroides Hensai or Vehovis Hensai? Centroides. Centroides Hensai. Yes, yes. Yeah, because we get them in North Florida, I think. That's the three-stripe, right?
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what the common name is. I think it's three-stripe. Three-stripe three bark? Three-stripes, yeah. Okay. All right.
1: But oh, now, what's the Vehovus in the Carolinas? What's the species
0: name? Vehovis, uh carolinianus. Oh, okay. Well, that's easy to remember. Nice.
1: Well, like I was saying, gentlemen, <laughs> two hours and 23 minutes now. Is there Oops. anything else we want to touch base on before we uh, wrap things up?
0: We need to have a scorpion episode. We're, we are overdue.
1: Yeah, you should. Oh. <sighs>
2: I'll I'll download it. I'll listen. I won't know. I'll I'll just be a learning, open mind.
0: I'll talk scorpions all day long. I'm
1: into it. I'm into
0: it. Damn, Keller's trying to pawn off all those stigmas. When they start popping out babies, it's going to be hard to say no to that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Start making space.
0: Yeah, I know, right? That's the problem with Scorpions, and and Scorpions specifically, but also tarantulas, is you can keep an absolute ton of them in next to no space. And it gets out of hand so quick. Very quickly.
1: It's like, oh, I'll just get two or three, 100 deli cups later. What the hell was I thinking?
0: (laughs) But it just takes up a tiny corner
1: of a room. And uh, yes, there is Venom Exchange Radio coming up. Um, What's today? Is Monday. It'll probably be not this Sunday, but the following Sunday after that. I'm trying to release them on Sundays about a month apart. Ooh. So uh, we do have another episode lined up, queued up with a fairly large YouTube sensation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, and I'll, I'll say this not a venomous keeper, but an amazing harper. Hmm. Kaufman. No, not Kaufman. <laughs> well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. It was a lot of fun. Thanks
2: for the invite. Phil, it's been a pleasure. Um, yes. glad, to, glad to catch up.
1: Yeah, man. Hell
2: yeah. Justin, likewise.
0: Absolutely. Where do people, if people want to follow you and see the carpets and all the other awesome stuff
2: please check out uh, my website. It's rad reptiles.com. I've got a pretty good, well, I'm biased. I think it's a pretty good. Weekly blog post on their article today. We actually just had, uh, uh, Eric from Basuka's reptiles. Talk about why he chose to start working with red carpet pythons. So it's an awesome article. Um, you can also catch all my, uh, podcasts on there, which I didn't even bring up. Let's talk turtles. is a podcast that me and Tom Arbor, uh, handle. And, um, you can check out my morph market. I've kind of gotten away from my website having available animals on it. I got the website for that, but I'm kind of leaning more towards keeping it information central. It's cool, yes. Man. You can feel free to like rad reptiles on Facebook and, and, and uh, Instagram as well. Sorry. My brain's moving a little slow. I did not realize how late it had gotten. It's cool, man. It's cool.
0: It's like but talking in a time machine.
2: I know. It feels like it's already tomorrow. Um, <laughs> but anyways yeah catch me there feel free to reach out if you have any questions if if, if I said something that uh, you wanted more info on I'm happy to talk but you both thank you for having me on I appreciate your time hey man thank Absolutely. you it was a great show
1: I had a lot of fun
2: hell yeah until next time yeah brother
0: you have to take you more than 30 minutes of those podcasts. there you go Patrick said it what's that Patrick said you have to make Tom do more than 30 minutes on, on those podcasts. Oh, okay. Very cool. Well, peace. This was episode 159 brought to you by BlackBoxCages.com. Check them out. Facebook, Instagram. Use the code THN at checkout. Save yourself some money. Whether you like cages, whether you like racks, you can't go wrong with either. You can't. You're going to get your hands on these, on these BlackBox setups and your mind just might melt
1: i went i was i was going to feed my fields vipers and i used the hook to slide the glass and it's literally like a hot knife through melted butter
0: it's, it's like someone's slabbed butter all over the tracks yeah
1: you know it doesn't make a sound because it's so precise but in my mind it's going
0: like the prius of of <laughs> cages it's so quiet yeah you might bleed out of your ears because of how nice it is you might also have some sort of cancer but you'll have a black box cage either way so
1: and you'll love it
0: Uh, and then if you have said rack or cage and you don't have anything to put in it you need to head on over to Puget Sound Pythons hit them up on Facebook and Instagram find them on morph market give them a follow Hashtag black box butter racks, butter tracks, butter tracks, butter tracks. <laughs> oh, Jenkins, oh, coming in clutch. We'll be back Thursday for THP. Nice. Um, we might talk about our our trip that we go on this weekend. I don't know. I'll see. Depends on if Jake does actually make it up there or not. So okay, shall be good. I'm getting me some of these damn scorpions.
1: You already get your black lights.
0: I have my headlamp from Texas still. That has oh, the black no. light on you it. Gotta,
1: you got to you got to go you got to use that, but you also got to go on Amazon. There's two. It's a it's a two pack of LED black light flashlights. They're only black light. They take 3 AA's each, which I know is a lot of battery power. You got to bring extra batteries cuz it's like $20 in batteries. It's worth it. But to have a handheld that you can just point directionally point and there're two of them and it's like 20 bucks.
0: I don't know, man. That headlamp did pretty good in Texas.
1: I'm just saying, it can't hurt to have the head and the hands. You're right.
0: You're true. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) I've wanted some of these scorpions for like I literally ten plus years, but no one ever had. Like, there's been a couple people on Arachno boards over the years that had some for sale, and they were like super cheap. And by the time I saw the ad, it was old and just for whatever reason, I've never been able to get my hands on some. So very, very, very excited to to see them and get some. It's going to be great, man. It will be cool. Thank you all. We'll see you later. Bye.